Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. No theme song. That should be a tip that something's different this week. Uh, Real life has interfered, so we're going to take a trip into the Wayback Machine, the 40-Year-Old Boy Wayback Machine, and bring you a uh, show from the past, uh, a blast from the past, one of the 40-Year-Old Boy's uh, uh, segment from the past. What do we call that thing word that Mex did? Uh, phrase from the past. Well, this will be more than a phrase. This will be an actual show. Um, but in the beginning, I will talk to you and tell you some things. I'm, uh, you know, I have plugs and things like that. And I saw Deadpool. I don't know why I wouldn't tell you that. See, I want to avoid making this like a big chunk because again, the show is like two hours. The one I'm going to plug in here. And who wants to hear me with the ramp up? Maybe you do because then I guess that's original content. But you know me, I get in my own fucking head, and I'm like, hey, you got to give them something uh, original as well as uh, you know, it's like a wedding. This show's like a wedding. You want something old? You want something new? You want something borrowed and something blue? I have nothing borrowed for you. Uh, unless I, I, get to, I guess I could tell some street jokes. Those would be borrowed. Uh, and blue, well, I've already said fuck like twice, so there you go. Uh, and uh, old is, uh, you know, the show coming up and the new is this. So I guess it is like a wedding. Uh, so if anyone out there wants to go ahead and disrupt this union, speak now and forever hold your peace. Stand up and say something. Or run down the aisle uh, like a fucking spaz and try to slap me in the face like Ed Helms in the new trailer for Tag. Seen the trailer for the movie Tag? I saw it. Look, here's the thing about Ed Helms. He's incredibly talented. I think he's really funny. I think he's so real, so good. So good at what he does. However... I'm t- I hate that they draw him or, or write him or cast him as a pussy in everything he's in. It's just, it's, I can't watch it. I, I find it, it's like, uh, it's like that Bob's Burgers. You know that Bob's Burgers show? I've heard good things. I have friends that I trust who tell me it's one of the funniest shows on television. Guess what? I can't watch it. You know why? Uh, the animation is ugly and I find it unpleasant to look at. So I can't get past that and listen to whatever the clever narrative is because I'm sitting there staring at those customers and thinking they are the, the characters, not customers. Uh, the characters and thinking they all just look like fucking penises with with bad mustaches, which is awful. Uh, so I can't bring myself to listen or watch to, uh, listen to or watch Bob Berg, Bob's Burgers. God damn, fucking can't even talk um, because I find the animation so ugly. So then I see this commercial for Tag, this trailer for the movie Tag, and look, John Hamm is in it. I'll watch John Hamm do anything. You know what? You put you, you stick John Hamm in the middle of Bob's Burgers. Maybe I tune in and I check it out. Then you can't draw him looking like a big penis. Although I guess he's he's got a big hog. We all know that about John Hamm. Um, I guess you could draw that. What if you just what if they just drew John Hamm's hog in there instead of like they cast him but they just drew his cock? That'd be perfect. Um, but the trailer for Tag Ed Helms is the pussy. Like Hannibal gets to be the stoner, and then John Hamm is the cool guy, and then there's the cool guy they're all chasing. Uh, and, and, but then Ed Helms in the opening, there's a wedding and he runs down the aisle with this spazzy run. It's, it's, it takes you out of it immediately. Cause in your mind, you're like, well, nobody would ever do that. No one would ever, like you would be all stealth or you'd sneak around. Like if you had him in a full on ninja suit and he tried to break in through a window or something, that would make more sense to me. Uh, but the fact that he would just like run a spaz run, like fucking up limbs akimbo and try to slap a dude. Uh, man, it doesn't work for me. So I was like, ah, I'm already out of tag already in the first fucking 30 seconds of the trailer because the first 30 seconds has him running like a fucking dope. Uh, and it's a waste because I'll tell you what, I don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now, I should watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I've only seen like four episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I watched them in Kuwait at, at Ahmad's beach house, which seems like a waste of a beach house, doesn't it? Sitting there watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. However, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, well worth watching. As I watch those four episodes, I'm like, why the fuck am I not watching the show? It's brilliant. It's genius. And in one of those shows, Ed Helms played a postal inspector who tried to team up with Andy Samberg's cop. And, uh, and he was brilliant. He was really great. He was like kind of a noir guy and he was funny. He wasn't a pussy. He played aggressive, even though he was like a fool who was trying to be too aggressive and they kept calling him on it, but it didn't fucking matter. Uh, but he wasn't an idiot. He wasn't a coward. You know, it's like they did that to fucking, uh, Richard Pryor back in the day. 
Richard Pryor was a genius. He was a t- terrific, you know, you know, fucking best comedian who ever lived. And then uh, comedic acting, he, he really had it nailed. He could do it very well. And then they cast him as a pussy in all of his movies because they couldn't have him be suave. Like, could you imagine if Richard Pryor had, like, some Billy D. Williams roles? Like, he was all fucking suave. Him and Jim Brown somewhere doing something fucking tough and cool. Uh, that would have been perfect. But instead, you know, he's, he's being carried around by Superman in one of those fucking dumb movies. And he's got a, a racist kid putting him in a blow-up wheel and wheeling him around a goddamn toy factory. Fuck that. We want to see Richard Pryor be cutting edge, man. Let him be a razor. Don't make him a butter knife. Richard Pryor's not a fucking butter knife. Richard Pryor's a razor, goddammit. Uh, you know who else is that way? Will Ferrell. What did they do to Will Ferrell? They fucking just yanked the rug out from him. Because, you know, he's Frank the Tank in fucking old school. In other movies, he's very aggressive. Even on Saturday Night Live, he would be aggressive in sketches. Uh, the character at the at the, the dinner table who would scream, the, the Dot Stratus guy. Or even the cowbell sketch. Or any of those sketches. Ghoulay. I mean, it's fucking hysterical stuff. Because he was aggressive and he got to kind of control the narrative and control the action. Then they put him in movies and they turn him into a dope. He's like a six foot four doughy idiot. They make him take his shirt off all the time. He gets yelled at by Kevin Hart. He makes that fucking casino last movie last year, and uh, some guy with a mustache. I don't know who the fuck it was. A guy I, I'm I'm told is supposed to be very funny. I'm so far behind. I see guys. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Everybody's like, that guy's a genius. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I remember. I, and actually, I betrayed myself on this show one time doing that uh, because one of the dudes from uh, fucking I don't know, some British comedy show you guys all love, Blackadder or something else. But he was starring in some movie here in America, and he was on a bus, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And then literally, like, 20 listeners wrote me, and they're like, how do you not fucking know this guy? He's a genius. And I felt like a dope. Um, So I, but the thing is, with Will Ferrell, he's just, they've turned him into this fop. Like, everything he's in, he winds up, he gets his ass beat, or he does something stupid, and he's not aggressive, he cries, he gets raped. Uh, he may not get raped. I don't know if they, I don't know if they've taken it that far yet. In the Kevin Hart movie, they kept telling me he was going to get raped. I know that. Uh, you know why I know that? This is funny because one time, I may have even told this on the show. Uh, Jill and I had a huge fight one time at her house. Hey, as a surprise, and uh, and so she went in the bedroom and I was in the living room, and uh, she had her TV on super loud and she was watching that Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell, what's it, Get Hard? There, she was watching that movie with like the volume turned all the way up because she could sleep. Uh, I, I, I don't doubt that she was asleep because she could sleep through a fucking bomb, but she had it turned up. So I'm, tr- I'm in the living room and I'm keeping the TV down. I'm trying to, you know, I'm tiptoeing around. I'm trying not to do anything wrong. And, uh, and it was again, I'm probably a dumb fight over a dish. Who the fuck knows? But, uh, I was watching a hockey game or something and I, or a food network show and I had it turned down, but I was just being accosted. I, I felt like Kevin Hart was yelling at me and I was going to prison because I, that movie, that's just a loud, aggressive movie with a lot of garbage dialogue. And Kevin Hart is fucking screaming at Will Ferrell. He's letting him have it. He's just fucking screaming and fuck you. You're going to have to suck a cock and whatever the fuck. And I mean, it was just blaring. Even the bedroom door, like kind of three quarters closed, it was still blaring out. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know how she's sleeping through this. This is fucking, I mean, you got to be really mad at me to sleep through Get Hard and then turn it on that loud to fucking torment me. Um, but that, but that's the thing with Will Ferrell. They've turned him into that guy now. I Dude, I watch a whole movie of him just saying, Goulet, fucking awesome. Uh, how did I spin off into this? I don't have any fucking idea. Um <laughs> the, the point is, uh, we're going into the Wayback Machine because, again, like I said, real life has interfered. So we're going to go ahead and bring you an episode from the past, a blast from the past. One of the most amazing, uh, well, not amazing, but I, you know me, I like to do things symmetrically. So I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Uh, but I have other things to tell you about here in the beginning because, uh, you know, we've done it differently with no theme song. But there's going to be, I've got to throw some plugs at you and I apologize. I know, why should I plug things if I'm not doing a normal show? And uh, I hear you all now chastising me and yelling. I get it. Um, by the way, nobody's chastising and nobody's yelling at me. <laughs> I'm doing all that in my own brain. Uh, but that's how I do it. 
Folks, you want to be an Uber driver? Why wouldn't you, for fuck's sake? Uh, that's one of the things that real life interfered. And I've been in the car fucking every day because they made a new bonus thing that I got to chase. And so I'm in there doing it. And then, uh, and also, but it, like I said, if drama happens in the car, that I can bring that to you. But if I just have like a normal fucking weekend where I'm driving, uh, and even if there's some like semi-drama, how many fucking times can I tell you about what happened to my goddamn car? Jesus Christ. Um... But now, here's how we, we flip the script on this, is you guys become Uber drivers and you tell me, haha, you tell me what's going on in your car. Uh, you write me, let's just, you know what, that's what the show's format's going to be going forward. Why don't you guys drive for Uber, as long as you sign up with my code, I'll get all of that bonus reward money, and then you write me and I'll tell your stories on the air. It'll be, it'll be like story time with Mike, and I'll tell everybody's Uber stories, that's fantastic. Um... If you want to be a Lyft driver, use my code, all caps, M-I-K-E-720057. That's M-I-K-E-720057. If you want to be an Uber driver, or you can use these for as a passenger either, if it's your first time being a passenger, you can use my Uber code, D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's all lowercase, at least according to what they told me. D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's the number one in the middle. Uh, so use those, become riders, and so I can be your pimp, your Lyft pimp, your Uber pimp, and I can get some cashola flying in the goddamn door. Uh, remember, we have the sponsors of this show. One right now, as a matter of fact, it's the Paranoid Strain podcast. Uh, you know, he's, right now, he hasn't changed the episode yet. If you've heard this month's episode of the one with me doing Alex Jones, it's still up. If you haven't had a chance to get it, go download it now. Write a review in the iTunes store, and please tell everybody that you thought it was fantastic. And remember to mention the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast so he knows that this is working. And you can write him a personal note if you listen to the show, and you'll get the address on there and write him at his Gmail address. And find him wherever he may be in his compound or on his, uh, in his RV as he drives across this country checking out all the conspiracies that he wants to bring you in the future. And uh, and then perhaps you can get your voice featured on the show as well if you ask a question, or maybe he'll just read your email on the air. I don't know how he does these things. Uh, he's a mystery. He's a mystery man. Our friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit, who hosts Paranoid Strain, uh, who actually, he texted me, which is, that's a weird thing, because he doesn't have that technology. That's a guy, again, like I said, he lives in a compound. There's monks that are making fucking tofu and washing clothes for people to bring in some extra cash. And then, uh, sure enough, out of the blue, I said, I get a text from him. And guess what? I didn't answer it. I think he sent me three texts, and I haven't answered them because I'm a terrible person, because I just realized that today. Um... Because I and our, another listener texted me, our friend Michelle, and I didn't answer her. And because sometimes here's this is so truthful. I will read a text and I'll just go, oh, and then I, you know, I I live my life thinking in my brain that I answered that text. I'm very bad at this. I'm 50 years old, folks. Please, it's slipping. It's all going away. Everything is is leaking out of my ears. Brand fluid, brain fluid, as they said in soap dish. Um, but still, feel free to contact me. I promise you I'll get a hold of you. Like our friend Brendan wrote me a note and said he really loved Year 10. Thank you, Brendan. I hope that this episode doesn't chase you off Year 10. Uh, now that I had to put up a, I had to go to the Wayback Machine and, and enter in another episode. But that's fine. I, look, But look at the new stuff I'm giving you here in the beginning. Already we've got all the brilliance of me saying that Richard Pryor is a razor blade, not a butter knife. That makes this worth listening to, doesn't it? It makes everything perfect. Uh, folks, so again, the Paranoid Stream podcast is out there. Remember, he's got a YouTube channel as well. You want to be a subscriber to that so you can get his, uh, his URL, his custom URL. You can do that. And uh, and it's perfect. So go ahead and please listen to the Paranoid Strain podcast. Listen to it and love it. Tell him you uh, listen because of us. He thinks we're hitters. Uh, he keeps sponsoring our show. We keep plugging his show. I scratch his back. He scratches mine. You scratch his. I scratch yours. We're in a kind of a, a three-way daisy chain of back scratching. Look at all of us together, ready to shoot in each other's eyes. Uh, I don't know why I presumed you were a dude. You could be a, you could be a lady. Perhaps you're not a lady, you're not going to shoot my eye, although maybe you could. I've had that happen. I don't want, that's a story I could tell, but I won't. Uh, I've had, had a lady shoot me in the eye before. 
Uh, all right, take that and run with it. All right, so here's the thing, folks. There's other things to tell you about. The Cameo app. Well, you know, fuck this. Before I get into that stuff, let's t- let's get these out of the way, squared away, and tell you about these. You know, I'm doing live shows this summer, a few of them anyway so far. Uh, I'm in Cincinnati, July 7th at the Clifton Performance Theater. You can go ahead and check me out there. Our friend Colette will be there hanging out with me as well. And I'm in town, like I said, on the 4th. I'm going to a Reds game on the 4th. I'm going to a minor league game on the 5th. Uh, I don't think we have any plans for the 6th. I might be going over my fucking material for whatever I'm doing on the 7th and also resting up for the big fucking Spartan sprint on Saturday morning and then I'm going to go soak in a fucking tub of ice until that night's show. Uh, But, you know, we can all hang out or do whatever the fuck and then, like I said, after the show in Cincinnati... Uh, I'm still looking to buy my airfare for that. I just went out and bought my, I bought my airfare for Seattle. I'll get to that in a second. And then I just bought some New York airfare. I'm going to be in New York at the end of July. Uh, no show, just me lurking. But anyway, uh, Cincinnati tickets are on sale now at Brown Paper Tickets. Uh, go to brownpapertickets.com and either put in my name or put in Clifton Performance Theater, put in Cincinnati. I put in my name. Then it'll come up. You'll see all the shows that I have available right now. Uh, but Cincinnati, July 7th. Uh, I would love it if you came. And also, please remember, Patreon subscribers, anybody $10 and over, you get in free to that show. You just send me a note. I'll put you on a list and we'll get you in free in the goddamn door uh, because that's how I want to do things. So please, in Cincinnati, come out to the show, buy some tickets. And uh, and so it's not just me and Colette. Although I, I guess that's not so bad if it's just me and Colette nursing our scars and our pulled muscles and everything from the goddamn Spartan Sprint, just staring at one another and going, this seemed like a good idea, didn't it? We had fun this week until this morning when the Spartan Sprint ruined everything. And now there's just me and you staring at each other in a goddamn theater. Uh, although she may make her husband come along and, and fucking be tormented by my presence. That always makes me laugh when she's like, yeah, you know, my husband knows that we're doing this. And I'm just like, he's got, that guy's got to fucking hate me. Like he doesn't listen to the show. He could not be less interested in me coming to town, wondering why his wife is getting involved in fucking booking some nobody and bringing him to a Spartan sprint. Uh, this is the same way I feel about guys. When guys are like, no, you could totally come to my house. And I'm like, do you have a wife? You might want to check with your wife before you start saying that I can come and hang out at your place because the last thing she's going to want is me fucking showing up. Um... So Cincinnati exists. July 7th, tickets are on sale now at Brown Paper Tickets for the Clifton Performance Theater, as well as tickets on sale at Brown Paper Tickets for Seattle on Thursday, August 9th, and Saturday, August 11th. That's at the Jewel Box Theater at the Rendezvous. Uh, And that's our good friend Graham Elwood and I, uh, Graham Elwood and me, doing shows together. Thursday's a political vigilante show, and I'm going to do some topical stand-up. I don't know how the fuck that's going to go. But then Saturday's a night of storytelling and stand-up. Graham will go up and do some stuff. I'll go up and do some stuff. I don't know what it's going to be either. And then we'll hang out, man, in Seattle and and, and close the joint. Uh, and I don't know if I'm staying on Sunday because I mean, I'm there to see Pearl Jam a couple of nights. And uh, one of the nights I know I'm going with a listener. Uh, the other night I'm going by myself, you know, and then uh, it, it, hanging out is uh, not even, it's optional. But I mean, I'm, I'm, it's mandatory for me. I'll be hanging out all, all the time, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, I don't have an Airbnb yet. I don't have any of that all, all squared away, but I just got my fucking airfare paid for. But the point is, <laughs> I'm doing shows. Who fucking cares about me hanging out? Uh, Seattle. The Jewel Box, The Rendezvous, Thursday the 9th, Saturday the 11th. Thursday the 9th at 9 o'clock, Saturday the 11th. I think is at 7.30, if I remember off the top of my head. Uh, regardless, the point is tickets are on sale for both of those shows. Please grab them now. Tell your friends. Bring friends. Uh, come and see Graham do his magical political vigilante stuff, and I'll just lurk. And then Saturday will be storytelling and stand-up. And who knows? I'm, I'm trying to put together something uh, unique. I don't know if, um, if it's going to be new stuff that I haven't told in the show. Uh, or if it's going to be older stories reworked, or I, I don't know, or, or a theme show that I'm writing, because you know, I'd like to do another CD, but I don't know if I can do a CD of storytelling, because whatever. I, I, you don't want to get into my thought process. The point is, Seattle, Jewel Box of the Rendezvous, Thursday the 9th, Saturday, August 11th. Tickets are on sale now for that, and Cincinnati. Please go ahead and check those out. The Cameo app. 
exists. If you want to hire me to go ahead and talk to people in your family, if you want to have me do a phone call or a video, uh, go to the Cameo app and book me for that. Uh, a couple of people already have, and they seem to like it. And then that's it. And, and granted, look, I haven't gone on there and made a welcome video, which I think you're supposed to do to trick people into booking you. And the people on there don't know who I am. They're far too busy booking uh, Shucky Ducky or whoever the fuck is on there <laughs> telling people bad things. Uh, you know, and look, if you want to get bad things said to your aunt, you got to find it. It's got to be somebody that you know. You don't want some stranger doing it. If you book me to roast your fucking uh, cousin or your uncle, uh, you're gonna, your cousin or uncle is going to be like, why the fuck is this nobody making fun of me? So I get that. Um, so maybe you introduce them slowly. You, tell, you play some shows for them and they go, oh, I kind of like this guy. And then all of a sudden you have me come in and drop a bomb right in their fucking nutsack. That'll be fine. Uh, but the Cameo app exists. It's also Cameo video shoutouts if you Google it on your laptop. Find me, book me, have me on there, and let me do that thing. Uh, Patreon exists. It seems like a weird week to plug Patreon when I'm bringing you a show from the past, but uh, Patreon exists, and it helps, and it really keeps me afloat, and it does all the cool-ass things that I need to do. And also, with me going out of town, it's going to be turned back into the show, and I've got uh, I got a bunch of stuff i got to get. I just got a shopping list from Geo, which was fucking weird. Uh, so that's got to be done, as well as... Uh, you know, airfare to these cities and then Airbnbs. And yeah, I kickstarted it last time, but you know, the Patreon really comes in handy and helps out a lot with that stuff. Now, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, that would be fantastic. I would love it. Go to patreon.com and look for Mike Schmidt or look for the 40 year old boy and support this podcast, support other live stuff, support all the other cool ass things that I'm hoping to bring your way coming forward, especially with the Twitch channel. I mentioned I'm at twitch.com. Uh, you can find me at the 40 year old boy. It's all lowercase and it's the number 40, the four zero year old boy. Uh, and thank you to all the people who followed me so far. I think I got like eight followers last week, which is really nice. And uh, eventually, shows will be being streamed on there. I don't know if they'll be podcasting shows or just me talking shows. or But there's plans. There's plans that are afoot and that will all start in a couple of months. So I, I've got to, you know, get – and I, you know, because I, I got to make adjustments to my house. I got to figure out streaming. I got to figure out what I'm going to use, all these different things. And like I said, Geo's got a shopping list. But get this, folks. Here's something I'm doing that's fucking bananas. Uh, I'm painting my apartment. Like, remember I told you my painting in the, in the fucking rug and all that stuff is, is terrible? Well, Pat Francis was like, dude, I'll help you paint your apartment. Let's just do that. So I went with him this week and I actually picked out paint like I, like a grown-up. It's so fucking weird. Dudes, I walk into Home Depot and it's just it, – all the life is sucked out of me. I want to be – you ever see those kids on, in, on video when they just lay down on a floor and their mom has to drag them by their arm? That's me in the fucking Home Depot. Pat's dragging me all over the place just going, come on. You got to do this. I'm like, uh, I don't care about e-crew or eggshell. Uh, I don't care about bluebird or cornflower. Uh, but that exists. You got to go look at all – and there's fucking dudes – do you know how many shades of fucking paint there are? I mean, Jesus Christ. And then I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, you know what? My apartment is kind of under, it's, you know, it's a first floor apartment and there's a second floor above it. And the sun doesn't really shine in. It shines in the window, but it doesn't like get the whole apartment. It shines in about halfway into my living room uh, because I'm underneath, you know what I mean? And then there's uh, tall trees out in my courtyard. But I thought to myself, I would prefer, then I should probably shouldn't have a dark paint in the, in the living room and in the, uh, you know, in the dining room. But I wanted to have a green, but I was looking for a cool green. But then I'm like, well, maybe I want to have a green in the living room. And uh, I said, well, I can't do green. Maybe I should do red. And the pack goes, you know, you can do two different kinds of paint. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you can paint the bedroom one color and you can paint the living room another color. You, dude, you should have seen my face. Like, I, it was like someone just, they, they shared the, the secret from the Ark of the Covenant with me. Because I didn't even, I didn't consider that. I just thought you got to paint 
one whole thing, and then that's that. So sure enough, I, I said, all right, man. So I picked out a badass green for my bedroom because, you know, green's my color. I love green. It's my favorite. And then I picked out a bluebird, literally a blue color for the living room. And then when we, they mixed it and we walked around at the Home Depot and we looked at medicine cabinets and fucking bathtubs and toilet paper rolls and toilet seats. And Jesus Christ, why does anybody ever go in there? I mean, I... I get it. Like for Pat, that's like, he loves that kind of shit. He's walking around, he's looking at ratchets and fucking four different sizes of nuts. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, get me out of here before I fucking pass out or find something sharp to take my own life. Hey, this bathtub looks good. I'll just go ahead and climb in here and open a fucking vein. Uh, Cause it was just, I, that shit's not for me. I'm just not a man, at least in that capacity. I'm not that kind of dude. I just got no interest in finding any of that stuff, but uh, we did it. But then when we went to pick up the paint, the green looked really good because they put a little swab there on the top. And then on the bluebird, it looked light. And I even said to him, I go, dude, this is almost like robin's egg blue. It turned it, it kind of looked funky. Like, now I think it's too light. And, he, and then he's like, well, you want to get a different one? And I go, nah, you know, because it's 25 bucks a gallon. And I had to buy two gallons of the bluebird because we're doing the dining room and the living room that color. I said, I don't, you know, eh, and I'm hemming and hawing. And then I just went, you know what? I've lived in garbage for like 10 years. Let's just fucking paint it. The blue will be, the blue will be fine. And he laughed because, I mean, you know, the bedroom's going to be super fucking green. And if I want, you know, I've got some green. I can lather that on a couple of walls. Who the fuck knows what happens? Again, it's, I, the world is my oyster. My apartment is my oyster. The ant farm is my oyster. Uh, once I know, now, now that I know I can paint it any color I want, all, you know, different colors as well, fuck it, I can go buy 35 different cans of paint and just paint like a rainbow. It'll be fantastic. My entire fucking house will be a Skittles goddamn thing. It'll be like a Willy Wonka thing. Everybody can lick the flowers and the snozberries will taste like fucking snozberries. Uh... So that was fun. I went and picked out paint. That was really, that was my week. That's, see, that's, that's a story. What do I, t- I tell you there? There you go. That's a show for you. It's done. Uh, you know, go to the website. If I mentioned to go to the website, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, folks. And when you go to the Joe Business page, we got stuff there for sale that nobody wants anymore or you've already bought it, and thank you for that. However, I will tell you this. Uh, the Amazon link resides there, and that's important for this show. If you go ahead and use the Amazon link, it makes me happy, and it helps the show. Like sunshine on your shoulder, the Amazon link makes me happy. Uh, so go ahead and use that, please. What you do is, and again, we get money, they get money, you get stuff. It works out perfectly. And let's all ignore the fact that this week I found out that Amazon is using a face mapping technology that they've sold to the government. Uh, that's that, uh, you know, it's fine for them. Good. I don't care. I'm going to be dead soon. What the hell do I care that everybody's pulling my face out of a goddamn lineup? What do I care that Amazon's got drones filming me from fucking space? Uh, maybe that's why I paint the apartment dark so they can't find me in here. I'm all blending in with the burgundies and the blues, the corn. Like I said, the cornflowers. Um, the Amazon link goes is, you know, look, I understand they're terrible and they're doing terrible things, but everything's terrible, right? That's one of the reasons real life, again, interfered this week because in my head I'm like, because uh, normally when I, when I, if I didn't have a story for you, I'd come in and I'd just talk about the world. Uh, but the world, I just, there's, I'm this, all right, this is, I'm going to avoid going into it, but it just, it did not seem like a thing to do this week. So I've, I'm avoiding talking about it other than to say that the Amazon link exists and that you should go ahead and use it. That'd be fantastic. And then they can use whatever we get money. They get money. You get stuff. I use the money to keep myself afloat and travel and buy Airbnbs and come and see you guys on the road. You get your stuff and you use your stuff for whatever you, cool thing you bought the stuff for. And they get the money to create more insidious technology to go ahead and map our faces and sell it to other, maybe foreign governments at this point. So that's the weak link in this exchange. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not exactly something I envisioned when I, I got into bed with Amazon. And I probably, I shouldn't use the phrase got into bed with Amazon because I'm sure they're filming that too. So that's all I need is to fucking go on Amazon and find four tapes of me fucking jerking off at my desk. Uh, although I got in bed at Amazon, I, mean, I, I got in bed too. Look, it doesn't matter where you jerk off. Amazon's going to film it. That's what Bezos does. He catches as he, every stroke. And, uh, but I will tell you what, I will watch that video and I wouldn't change a stroke because baby, I'm the most 
when a girl as fine as you walk in with Bezos to film me. All right. Uh, so the point is go to the website, use the Amazon link, please uh, click through, use it. It doesn't cost you anything new. And then we get money, they get money, you get stuff. Great. Fantastic. Now, let's throw this to uh, the Wayback Machine. Let's go ahead and pull the lever. Let's find out exactly what we're pulling up. That's a lie. I already know what we're pulling up. Because, again, you know me. I like symmetry. So I like to go back around like this time ago, two years, this time two years ago, or this time three years ago. Well, I'm, I'm going way back, folks. I'm going, uh, look, I'm, how back? Way back. That's right. Uh, this show, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to bring you this show. This show originally aired May 26th of 2011. This is seven years ago this week. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, well, let's do the math. Because here's the thing. It's episode eight of year four. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, let's do the math on that, folks. Uh, Episode eight of year four, and this is year 10. How could it be seven years ago if this is year 10 and that's year four? Uh, I can't explain fucking numbers, man. It's because, you know, with with shows that were reruns and then the the weekly breaks for interludes and things like that, it moved the schedule uh, all willy-nilly, all akimbo, uh, not unlike the limbs on an Ed Helms running down a wedding aisle. Uh, Things have been moved around and changed and and, and funked up, and then it's all done backflips. But the point is, May 26th of 2011, now look, I should tell you about this. There is a YouTube channel. You know, I got to talk about those dudes on the way out of here first before I get into this whole buzz nonsense. Please remember that Ryan Dirks is the, uh, you know, the video guy. Or not, he's not the video guy. Ryan Dirks is the website guy for this show. Find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and be his friend there and tell him he's the best. He's got a lot of work coming up in his future. Uh, our friend Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. Giovanni Giorgio Pelusi, or as I like to call him, G-G-G. Uh, he's Triple G. He's before Gennady Golovkin came along. There was a, tr- a Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. Oh, he's not Triple G. He's Double G. He's Gugupa. Um, that's weird. I got I, my whole brain fried on me there because I was thinking of Triple G, the boxer, and I went to put Giovanni in that same class. But instead, he's Giovanni Giorgio. G- he's Galuso. You know, fuck it. He's Giovanni Giorgio Galuso. Gut gut gut. Instead of gut gut pa. But still, find him at Facebook.com/slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. And uh, follow his podcasts as well, folks. He does all the love line stuff, which is amazing. He enters that, and people thank him all the time, saying, dude, thank you for bringing this part of our childhood back and restoring it and making us happy. He does that, but he's also got his own shows. He's got the Get It On show, which you should check out, G period, I period, O period, Get It On podcast, and also the Outdoors FAQ podcast. And he may have his irons and a lot of other broadcasting fires, if I remember correctly, but those are the two that I'm going to plug because those are the two that I can remember in this moment. And also remember, he did our YouTube channel, man. Our YouTube channel exists, the 40-year-old boy YouTube channel. Why not subscribe to that? And you know what you can do? Here's something fun. You can listen to this show this week and then go look up this show on uh, on the YouTube channel and listen to the original broadcast, even though I'm about to put the original broadcast in here, uh, which so it's not really fun. Remember I just said a second ago that that would be fun? It would not be fun at all. There's no reason for you to do that. It could not be less fun. Uh, but the, but still, subscribing to the YouTube channel is fun. That's a good thing. And it gets you on board with any and all videos that we have up there now and then that are coming to be in uh, in how they're going to be captured, and Geo's going to post them. And I look, and there's all sorts of stuff happening, folks. Again, exciting things are on the horizon, uh, especially this week as I play a rerun for you, because God knows that's that's exciting for you. You want to hear Giovanni Giorgio Peluso posting a rerun for you a second time. Um, but still, no, good things are coming. So guy, please stick around. Don't leave. Don't let this scare you off. Don't let this fucking chase you into the abyss, please. I, I got enough. I'm, I like being alone in the abyss. I don't need any fucking company. Uh, remember that David... 
Mex Hernandez does all of the artwork and the uh, and the music for this show. He was very kind this week because I contacted him and I'm like, dude, uh, you know, life has gotten in the way. I, I I can't record until later, and it's a hard thing to meet his schedule. You know, we have a, we have a rule and whatever the fuck we have a we have a working process that I have been lax on. But he was very nice this week. He's like, what if I sent you just an image, a couple of images you can use in case this ever happens again? And he was very nice. So that's one of the images that you see right now on your on your iPod. Uh, it's not show specific, but it's 40 year old boy specific. And uh, and thankfully, you know, Max sent those to me as a placeholder. And I appreciate that very much. It helped me out uh, because he's the king, man. You go to Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and be his friend. Tell him he's the man. Uh, and, you know, he does all that cool ass stuff in the Jokers page. Go ahead and join the West Side 86 Jokers, too. It's the fan club page. Why not? I get all sorts of people from like weird weird ass countries trying to join this week. Some from Kenya, not from Kenya. I don't know. Some, someone with a lot of fucking apostrophes in their name, tried to join a couple of people didn't. I was like, that's fucking bananas. Um, and then I went up not letting them join. Then I feel guilty because I'm like, what did they really do? Listen in faraway lands. That's fucking amazing. But then the, you know, sure enough, I put them in and it's some fucking Chechen warlord and he puts in a bunch of ads for shoes. And the next thing you know, they're rounding up gay people and telling them it's because of my show. And fuck that. I'm not having that happen. I can't reach out to the Chechen warlord. Uh, so the point, folks, is David Mex Hernandez. He doesn't care who you reach out to, what warlord, where you get them. Uh, all he cares about is that you go and visit artbydmh.com. That's his website where he does all sorts of cool ass artworks stuff. Uh, you know, he does, uh, he's got existing Valscapes. He's got existing guy cons. You can thumb through those and see what's available works that he's done in the past, or you can commission him to do some custom stuff for you. Do a custom job for you. Like he did for me this week with the artwork. Uh, like I said, if you want to sit for a portrait, he'll do that. He'll come to your house, wherever you live in America and he'll paint you in your living room. It'll be fantastic. Uh, if you want to do a nude of yourself, please make sure you send him some nude photos and get him on board with that. If you want him to sculpt you out of mashed potatoes, Richard Dreyfus style, he can fucking handle that too. If you want him to go just Bob Ross, you want him to do fucking fuzzy little bunnies and uh, fucking happy little clouds and all that bullshit. He can do that too. And he'll even put on the wig for you. That's how he does it. You pay him enough. Go to artbydmh.com and rustle up these deals with our friend David Mex Hernandez, the man who does all the music and the artwork for this show. A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. This show that you're about to hear is a, it was originally uh, episode eight, year four. I'm glad to bring it to you this week. Uh, and, uh, you know, because I, a lot of times we bring a show that are just these, you know, massive stories or whatever. This contains what I thought was a really funny story for me. I mean, I remember when it, when it happened, it was fucking hysterical and I had to fucking, I remember not being able to tell it the whole show. And then Lily reminded me to fucking tell it at the end of the show. And then I told it, uh, but it's a story that made me laugh. And I still, to this day, every time I leave my apartment, I think of it, uh, because I walk, I walk in the exact same spot. So you'll hear the story and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and again, like I said, this is 2011. This is fucking seven years ago, folks. Think about that. I fucking, in that time, I've lost three women. I've lost three fucking jobs. Uh, I, I, and still here I am at the microphone and I've lost a producer for fuck's sake. Uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I, things have changed so aggressively in those, in those seven years. Um, but hopefully we're around for another seven years, you know, well, it's been 10, you know, so hopefully another 10, uh, and in the, in year 17, I'll be playing this week's show and, and saying, Hey, this is cause that'll be no, cause that's episode four. So six years later, so episode 10. So I'll be in year 16 and I'll play something from seven years. I don't, again, not good at math at all. Uh, the only numbers I can remember for you are episode eight, year four, 
And there's also a number conveniently in the title as well. Please listen to a show that was just a kind of a bees show all over the place. Me talking, me in circles, Lily laughing and having fun. It was a great show and a great time ending in a story that's one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in my life. Uh, This was originally called The 58th Step. It aired Thursday, May 26, 2011. Episode 8, Year 4 of the 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. And, uh, And thank you for your patronage and thank you for understanding. Why aren't you listening to me? Doesn't anybody ever listen to me? Listen to me? Listen to me? Listen to me? Blame yourselves for this fucking word salad that I just spit all over the goddamn place. This is all your fault. You and I like to. That's it. I like to. I work under the cover of darkness because I don't need the rest of society to look in my eyes and know that is a bad person. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, forty-year-old boy podcast? All right, I'm going to lay some ground rules right now. I have to tell you this, folks. Uh, I saw something very funny today, and I, I it just happened, and I want to talk about it. But if I talk about it, I'm never going to be able to top it. Like, I, like literally. <laughs> It was so stupid that uh, if I bring it up now, and I saw, I said to Lily, I, go, I just saw the funniest thing, but I can't open the show with it. She's like, yeah, you can. And I said, no, I can't because I got to have a show. And she's like, no, just tell that story and get out. I'm like, no, I can't because that'll be, <laughs> then everybody's cheated and they're pissed off and they're mad that I didn't do a, a real show. And it's like, uh, and she's like, you don't have any arbiters of what a real show is. This is a fucking podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can talk and bail. I mean, it doesn't matter. Tell a story and leave. Do that. And she goes, I, I said, no, I, I don't. I like to, I got to fill in around it. And she's like, nah, see, that's the thing is you, you constantly put this pressure on yourself to fill the time. And then there's no reason to fill the time. It's an arbitrary time amount in your head. There's no reason to bitch about it. I said, well, I don't really bitch about it. She goes, oh my God, you bitch about it all the time. I said, I don't think bitch is the word I'd use. She goes, you bitch at least 15 minutes in every show about how long the fucking show is going to be. And it just makes the show longer. And, uh, and that hurts my feelings. I have to be honest. I don't. I mean, I don't think I bitch like like a like a whiny little. Eh, eh. I mean, I think I kind of make it funny and, and have fun with it. But when I hear that, but when I well, I mean, if I bust my own balls on, that's a different story. But bitching about it sounds like I'm I don't like doing it. Why well, I, I like a show that's funny and I don't mind the length of the show. That makes me yes. Yeah, point at your watch. That's fine. Uh, but I, I I like the show being funny and I like filling time and I like there being uh, you know. If I just came in. And told a goddamn twenty-minute story and left. That would, you know what you know what we got. We got the first episode ever. We got year one, episode one. We got me dancing around a story about Steve Perry and then getting the fuck out of there as I shuffle nineteen pieces of paper in Eric's face. But now people are like, oh yay, we. Uh, but I will tell you this: I keep telling people about the shows. I, I when I you know I do Phoenix, I do Portland and stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, Portland was two and a half hours long, almost two hours and forty minutes long, and I did. A, and then if I go to Austin and I do like an hour and forty minutes, people are gonna be like, fuck, what what didn't we get? And I'll be like, dude, that's fucking terrible. If I go to Austin, uh, oh. oh well, talk about that later. After you tell your funny story, I can't tell that story yet. Seriously, if I tell that story, because then there's no, because uh, I, you know, if I got to get to us, uh, so how do I talk about tweakedaudio.com slash forty if I tell one story and I bail? That. Talk about uh, what tweetaudio.com slash 40 and the fact that they have so many colors and amazing styles of their earbuds that you can use with your iPod. I can't do that just yet. I've got to seamlessly work them into the narrative. People are, they, nobody wants to hear just a gratuitous drop. Nobody wants to hear me just say, Hey, hi, this is Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. By the way, go to, nobody wants, other people do that. Everybody else does their read and they read their copy. I work my sponsors into my show. God damn it. My show that I make longer by talking about how long it's going to be. All right. Screw you, people, and your fucking ar- arbitrary end lines. 
I know I had my own headline, but so what? I I can't. It just because I like working like this. I like going in circles and talking and having fun and trying to find something. It's no fun uh, last week. You know what I mean? When I was when I felt like I was kind of really trying to find something. But then the show turns out great anyway. And I listen to it. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. You know what I mean? I talked to Max. What you made a made a face? You listen to it? Uh, well, I talked to Max and he listened to it. And he goes, hey, that show was good. <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. What the fuck am I going to do? Listen to me talk? God damn it. I hear the show once and I'm out. And it, I, when I hear it is when I'm doing it. That's right. Uh, I create I, I can't be bothered with it again. I fucking, you know, literally, I drop this for you people. If you want to look at it, go ahead. I'm taking off. I'm moving on. And I'm not even moving on. I'm not going forward. I'm moving laterally. I literally drop this show in your lap and I, I just go I just go sideways for six days and come back and do another one for you because I am not moving forward at all. Nothing is happening. Nothing good is going on. If anything, I'm regressing, folks. Literally, that's why, you know what? That's why I live to come here and do this. And if it, it turns into two hours, that's great because it's the best two fucking hours of the week. Otherwise, I got to sit at home and have, you know, evil staring contests with the other person who lives there. Jesus Christ. Nobody wants to do that. Uh, come on, that's my wife. She's great. Uh, although she's, uh, you know what? It's so funny. All right, folks. Uh, I, why don't I just throw this out? First of all, I'll throw this out there. Hey, I'm still looking for a web guy. I've heard from like uh, 10, 15, no, it was about 15 people. And I wrote them all back with what I would require and what I needed. And a lot of them were like, hey, look, I, I don't know if I can help you in that area, but they, they have strengths in other areas. So I might revisit them. Uh, there is one that seems promising, but he said he would get back to me. He, he, or he was really excited. He's a listener, and he, he tried the last time when I was looking for a new web guy, and uh, I liked him a lot. And I was like, well, unfortunately, I went with Kirk, though, because Kirk had bothered me before, Idaho Kirk. And uh, this guy wrote, wrote me now, and he's like, dude, I really want to do this. I've got a team. We, we got Drupal. We know how to do all this stuff. It was awesome. So I'm like, dude, I, and I wrote everybody back, and I wrote them the same thing. I said, you know, this is what I need. This is who I am as a guy. This is how I will be in your kitchen about this. And, you know, if you can deal with it, great. If you can't, if you can send me a quote, whatever. And this guy wrote me back, and he's like, dude, I am so excited. This is going to be great. And he wrote me, he actually wrote me twice when I didn't write him back, he's like, did you get my note? I really want to do this. So uh, I send everybody out, the, the 15 people, and he wrote me back and he's like, dude, I'm so excited. I'm going to have my team member write up a, pro- a proposal and he's going to get back to you. Well, four days later, I didn't have a goddamn proposal. I'm assuming he was really excited. And then he went to it, the guys on his team. <laughs> Literally, it was like, you know what it was? It was Johnny Storm and he burst into flames. He's like, dude, I'm so excited. Wait till I tell the rest of the Fantastic Four. And then he went in for dinner with The Thing and Reed Richards and Sue the Invisible Woman. And he said, hey, you're not going to believe this. There's this guy who wants us to work for free and he's going to bother us all the time about the quality of work we do. <laughs> and Reed Richards stretched his head out the window and screamed, fuck. And The Thing went, it's clobbering time and punched a hole through a refrigerator. And Sue just turned invisible and sat there because she's passive aggressive. God damn it. <laughs> So I haven't heard from him. He was the guy. He was, and what, it was funny when I saw everybody. I'm like, well, this guy really, and he had all the Drupal. He had all the qualifications, uh, but unfortunately, he passed it on to his team. And uh, <laughs> and then Franklin Richards came in, and he was uh, he concentrated and made me disappear. Isn't he? The, he's like the super powerful one, right? Yes, because you know what? When I want to know about the Fantastic Four, <laughs> I immediately go to 38 year old burlesque dancer Lily Von Stupp. That's right. When I'm looking to find out, I'm sorry. What's that? I can't tell. 45 year old. See, that's my that's my problem. Thirty-eight year old Lily Von Stupp would have known all I wanted to know about the fucking Fantastic Four. Yeah, you know what? That's the problem. I shouldn't come to you. You're forty-five. You're out of it. You you've passed by. You're like I can't deal with the Fantastic Four anymore. At thirty-eight, you knew everything there was to fucking know about him. You're like, holy shit. You want to know how Reed Richards can stretch? I got it. Doctor Doom, he's a dick. I'm in. Let's go. Thirty-eight. I got it. This is the year of the Fantastic Four and my Fantastic Thirty-eight. Let's get it done. Now you're 45. You're like, it's not Fantastic 45. Fuck that. I'm out. Uh, 
So how the fuck did I get there? What was I talking about? Oh, the web guys. So yeah, I'm waiting to hear. So I'm still looking for a web dude. And uh, and the reason I spun into that is also, I don't even know why I'm throwing this out there. Because, well, you know what? Here's why. All right, uh, folks, I'm a company. All right, I'm, I'm an LLC. I'm Throat Munch. Throat Munch? <laughs> throat Munchpedia. I'm Throat Punch Media, LLC. And uh, as such, I have certain responsibilities to the state and the federal government. One of which would be keeping meticulous records of every dime I make <laughs> or where the money goes. And uh, last year I had a, a stripper chick who was helping me out, Red Snapper. She dances in Lily's shows and she's really cool. And uh, I was like, hey, I'll pay you to come and do some uh, data entry at my house and you can go ahead and knock it down. She's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And she came over a couple times and then went, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> uh, because she's moved on to greater things like uh, making pasties and buying dogs. So uh, good for her. If you don't want my money's not green enough for you, fuck, by all means, fucking do a plie into the fucking darkness, then get out of my hair. But that leaves me uh, needing someone to do this work. And by needing means uh, it leaves me ignoring the work and hoping someone will come along and do it. So uh, what you need to do is enter all my QuickBooks stuff. And I got to keep track of my QuickBooks and then you get the media sheet at the end of the year, whatever the fuck. So uh, I, I keep a checkbook that's fucking spotless. And my PayPal is all lined up. My bank accounts, everything matches. Everything's good. I'm to the penny. Unfortunately, it's all going to be put in this other fucking sheet. And uh, folks, I got no time for that. I told you, I do a show on Wednesday, and then I spend the next six days moving sideways waiting to do a show on Wednesday. So I can't be bothered to do any data entry. So uh, when this girl said that she couldn't do it anymore, my wife stepped to the forefront. She's like, you know what? Fuck, I'll, I'll learn it. I'll learn QuickBooks. I can do that easily, and let's do it. And I said, great. If you want to do that, that's fine. And then... The standoff happened. <laughs> and by standoff is what I mean is my wife volunteers and said she'd like to learn it and she's happy to do it. And I said, great, let me know when you're on board and we'll go ahead and do it. And then the theme from the good and the bad and the ugly whistled. And we just sat and stared at one another over tumbleweeds waiting for somebody to make the first goddamn move. <laughs> because she's not going to volunteer to do it until I show her what to do. And I'm not going to show her what to do because then it looks like I'm her boss and I'm telling her what to do. And uh, we're in a real gray area right now at my house. <laughs> Where, uh, you know, my wife is still looking for a job. So now whenever I ask her or tell her to do something, uh, I'm every bad thing in the world. <laughs> so, uh, and I can't go into it a lot more than that. But suffice it to say, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be that guy. And I'm trying not, because I, uh, look, folks, uh, maybe you can clarify this. Uh, do I have a tone? <laughs> I think I've discussed this before because I keep getting told that I have a tone. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't hear it. I hear just me talking, but apparently everybody else hears that I have a tone and uh, I can only thank God that I'm not in trouble with the law or dealing with police because I would get tasered every fucking second for my tone. But instead I just get a festival of cold shoulders and non phone calls. That's what I get for my tone. I get no invitations anywhere. That's what I get for my tone. Uh, so, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I wind up just, you know, sending friendships over the cliff off into the craggy rocks below. That's what I get for my tone. Uh, because I'm mean from what I've heard. That's the rumor. That's the story. Uh, because I have a tone because you know why? Cause I talk quickly and I don't, I don't fucking think that's why I think that's what it means when you have a tone is you don't fucking bother to care what comes flying out of your goddamn mouth. And you fucking bother everybody within a 10 mile radius. And everybody gives you that look like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I go, you know what? I say what you're thinking, motherfucker. Why do you think that? Has a, you know what? You got that tone in your head. You know you got a tone in your head. Just that tone is in my head. And it somehow squirrels its way out of my mouth. And blah, before I can say anything, tone. So, 
my QuickBooks is not done because of my tone, because I don't want to tell my wife, oh, well, this is how you do it, because then I got to sit down and show her how to roll the mouse and where to put the numbers. And uh, and God forbid, look, I, I would rather pay somebody to do it because they kind of care what's going to happen. Karen will, you know, she'll care what's going to happen, but then she's going to sit down to do it. And if she, she somehow turns a three into an eight and everything goes to hell, what's that conversation going to be like in fucking December? Why, that, that, you think I got tone now? You pull the three slash eight nonsense and fuck all of throw punch media comes collapsing down around my ears and you'll hear fucking tone like the Indian on the funny company. It'll just be like a big fucking foghorn right in your face. All right. I guess I have a tone. I, I, I should embrace my tone. That's what I should do. I should embrace my tone. You know what? And you know what my tone leads to alone. I got tone alone. I have tone, which means I'm alone because nobody wants to deal with my tone. I've been told. I uh, told about my tone and I wind up alone. That's right. All right. Uh, fuck. So, so I need somebody to do my QuickBooks. Cause I, and, cause I, so I said to Lily, I go, hey, I'll give you some money if you want to do my QuickBooks. And she's like, well, I thought Karen was going to do it. And I'm like, ah, well, I don't know if you're heard, but uh, I have a tone. And, uh, and, and Lily's heard my tone and she's not a fan of it sometimes. I know that that's, uh, uh, but I've tried to clean up my tone. We had an incident in year two where I fucking stormed out of her house. It was fucking ugly. Did I talk about it ever? Did I ever talk about that on here? Oh, no, I was fucking not. No, I wasn't good. I, I wasn't proud of it. It's not one of my proudest moments. I, we've had incidents where there was an incident I wrote about. I might have written about it on the liner notes um, uh, in year two or year three. I don't know. Seriously, be, because uh, I came to your house to record. <laughs> it's a non ending tone. It's a, certainly a non varying tone. It's just a consistent tone. Uh, I went to, I went to Lily's house to record a voiceover audition for a commercial and my wife was there. I talked about this. I swear to God, I talked about this and, uh, everything broke bad. I, you know, and it was because of me, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't really anybody else's problem. I got into a thing with Karen. We got into a scrap and, uh, and I was, I was willing to do it instead of just swallowing my pride and finishing my audition and then taking care of business in the car. But, uh, I went ahead and had a, basically an argument with my wife in front of Lily and, uh, and stormed out of the house, uh, knocked some shit over and like ripped open a door and fucking stormed out like an idiot. And, uh, did that thing where I, you know, again, I hulked up and got all fucking badass in my own head and like, fuck, and stomped through and broke some shit. Like the thing was like, like when I talked to the thing, when we were talking about the fantastic four, I did. I turned into the thing and I fucking stomped outside. And then when you got outside and then the, the vitamin D giving sunlight splashed onto my skin, all of a sudden I turned back into a human being and went, wow, what the fuck? Why are my pants torn? This is fucked. <laughs> so, uh, I of course turned around and, uh, knocked on the door because Lily had locked us out. And, uh, I said, uh, Hey, I, you know, sorry about that. Can I come back in and do my commercial edition? And she said, no, you are not allowed in my house. And I said, uh, no, I, I said, I'm cool. I, really, it's it's okay. And she goes, no, that's that's not happening. She, uh, you know what? Actually, I called her because I knocked on the door and she wouldn't answer it. And uh, and I got I sat in the car fuming and then made the phone call and uh, and was taught a lesson was uh, did not get to audition for that particular voiceover commercial because Lily said, you're not coming to my house. I, I can't have that in my life. I can't have that type of behavior. And I was so mortified and so embarrassed uh, I was embarrassed. You know, I, I apologize to Karen. I apologize to Lily. Like I, I, cause again, it was that thing where I was out of control and expected everybody to accommodate my ridiculousness. And, uh, and it taught me a lesson cause we, ha- I haven't done it since. I mean, I haven't uh, lost my temper or lost my mind in that area since. And, uh, look, it's a journey folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sideways journey, but it's a journey nonetheless. 
Uh, and I discover things about myself. Like I said, I used to get fucking crazy and want to fight all the time. I'd like get really angry and mad. And then that shit happened with the car last year on Sunset Boulevard. And since then I have, I, my pulse doesn't get above 80. I mean, it's like when there's a, 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 a thing happening or a big fucking fight breaks out or shit's going on. I literally want to go, I go, let's leave. I can't. Normally, I would stay. I would stay to see blood and see somebody get their head cut off and fucking cheer and root and maybe jump in and take a poke at a guy. Some guy wanders by, you know, because it's literally just a fight cloud of just feet and like asterisks and ampersands flying out. And it's just dust and feet and hands. And I would just punch right into the center of the cloud and hope to hit somebody important. Let's go. I don't fucking care. Let's do this. God damn it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, not anymore, man. I can't, I can't do it. I just, there's no point. I, I find myself being 43 and like I said, too young to back down and too old to fight can't do it uh, <laughs> all of that said who wants to do my quickbooks <laughs> see you're not gonna get punched that threat is gone i tell you now that i've changed i'm not gonna storm out of the house while you do the quickbooks uh <laughs> true i might though. it doesn't matter i've done that yeah i don't fucking care i have done that stupidly just stomped out of a fucking house that was my own and like left somebody like what the fuck dude <laughs> I don't think I say it when the thing shows up that, that you know you turn into orange rocks and run outside and looking for a blind chick to bag that's it uh, you know who's laughing at that 38 year old you because you knew everything it was to know about the Fantastic Four but now you're, you're done with it but I just unearthed I peeled the onion on 38 year old Lily Von Stoop and I dropped a blind Alicia Masters joke on you and you fucking laughed your ass off that's right Ah, uh, a lot of inside bad comic book stuff here, folks, for no reason. All right, so. Uh, so, if you want to do my QuickBook, give me a shout. I don't think you do, though. I mean, because I, you know what? I don't want a stranger in my house doing data entry. Then I got to give him a cool drink. Fuck that. You know what? I'm taking it off the table. No more. I don't need anybody to do my goddamn QuickBooks. Take that, people. You and your fucking math. Uh, but Lily's out because then I offered it to Lily. I offered her money and, uh, and she's like, ah, you know what? I'm thinking about it, but I don't know if I want to, I, you know, that, uh, she, and then she's like, what about Karen? And then I was like, ah, Karen would do it. She probably would do it, but she's busy. You know, she's looking for jobs during the day and all that kind of shit. And then, and, uh, but I mean, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm finding out my wife is, we're double yang. I've said it where she and I are the same person where I'm like, Hey, you know, you can do this date entry. She's like, great. I'll love to, I'd love to do it. You know, one finger at a time, you know, where, where does this seven go? God, I asked you to do it. I don't want to do it. If I wanted to do it, I would find out where the seven went. You take that seven and you fucking run with it. I'm going sideways to Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I can't. That's the thing is I can't. We can't collaborate. I can't look at her and fucking go, hey, go ahead and do those QuickBooks, man. That'll be a jam. And then I, and then I fucking fade into the background. No, I'm going to stand behind her and tap my foot like the little Schmitty on the goddamn website when you're waiting for a page to load. That's me with my arms crossed, just tapping my foot. No, that doesn't go there. Well, do it yourself, asshat. Sit down here and just fucking yell at the computer and see if the numbers go where you want them to. Fucking beautiful mind, idiot. It's not going to happen. All right. So, so I don't need anybody to do my QuickBooks. Uh, I still need a still need a web guy though. See and see what you're getting into here. Ha ha! Tone. I got a tone so powerful, a brain tumor in your fucking head. All right. <laughs> Kirk is recovering. Thank God. Kirk is. Uh, things are going uh, well. I, well. I don't know about well, but he's recovering. He's, he's in you know the phase of and he writes me notes. And, uh, and I don't know what to do. Like, I want to reach out. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I, I, we've never met and I can't drive to Idaho and, you know, fucking help him. I, it's, it, I'm a man. I want to fix shit. I, I, I went and got my hair cut yesterday and, uh, 
it, the lady who cuts my hair, the woman, uh, hot. I, I don't want to say her name because people look her up and then write her notes. But uh, I th- I've said it. I know, but let them look it up. You know what? If people want to go ahead and look it up, go ahead. But uh, but I've said it before because she's hot and I like her and she's really cool. Well, yesterday I talked to her and yeah, things are uh, some bad things have happened. Like she had a car accident and stuff. And that's the thing. And she she's telling me all these different things. And it's just there's a beat. And I go, well, this is the part where uh, because I have a cock, I want to jump in and fix everything. So what do you what should I start with? <laughs> <laughs> because that's it. I mean, I like you can't tell me any fucking problem without me going. All right, well, here's what you do. Nobody wants to hear me tell them what to fucking do, especially not with tone. Nobody wants to know because if, if you know if it was like a, if I was Mister Rogers and I just went, hold on a second, I went to the closet and put a sweater on and, and different like ugly girl shoes, and I said, hey, here's what we do. Everybody go, hi. He's a gentle soul who just wants to help. But instead, when I go, hey, hold on, and then the fucking giant brain starts kicking in and I start spitting out solutions, everybody goes, what the fuck, dude? I didn't come to you for solutions. I'm making small talk while I cut your goddamn hair. That's it. She just want me to fix shit. But it doesn't matter. It's that weird first instinct where you go, hey, because I can fix everything but me. You know, what the fuck? I'm sure everybody in the world is like that. Everybody in the world can fix every problem they ever hear about from all of their friends. And then when it comes time to them, they just go, fuck. I, no, that's not going to happen. Where do I put the seven? Whoa. <laughs> Lily's pointing at numbers. Not numbers for QuickBooks. She wouldn't dream of doing anything like that. No. You, what? No, you said you you were on the fence about it, which is okay. I don't mind you being on the fence because I mean, who the fuck wants to do it? I don't want to do it. If I wanted to, I I want to pay someone to do it. It's like if I had a house with a lawn. Oh Jesus Christ! I tell you what, I would personally, individually, on my own, solve the debt crisis in Mexico. <laughs> Because I would I would send coyotes over there to get different vans of different guys every day and I would pay them as much as they wanted to cut the grass. I don't fucking <laughs> want anything to do with it. I, I'd fuck yard work, fuck a yard, fuck work. That's two things I don't like. And you put them together, fuck all that. That's like a super thing I don't like. That's like the transformers of things I hate. Fucking yard and work. Uh, it's like the, it, you know, oh no, it's like, not the transformers, it's like the Power Ranger or whatever the fuck. Who are those dudes who all assembled into one dude? No, Transformers are they're they're more than meets the eye. They're like a all of a sudden it's like a, a, like a bunt cake pan, and then it turns into a guy who wants to punch you in the face. That's what a goddamn Transformer is. Yeah, Transformers are like they're like they all join together and form one giant. No, 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 no. Point. I don't. I don't think so. No, that's. I think it's the Power Rangers. Forty-five year old Lily knows this. For, all right, I'll defer. <laughs> I will defer to Lily. But I thought Transformers was like it was like you open a drawer and there's a spoon. You're like, hey, I'm gonna eat the spoon, hook my cereal, and then and the spoon hits you in the fucking ear. It's like, dude. <laughs> Can't you just be a spoon for once, you fucking robot? I just want to eat a goddamn bowl of cereal. I don't want to get my shit kicked by Buzzkill, whatever the fuck your name is. I don't know what the, they have those stupid names. And they, oh, dude, I just want a hairbrush. I don't want to fucking fight the enemy from outer space. I just want to make sure I'm well-groomed. Could you turn back into a hairbrush, please? God damn it. I just got to slip into a size 13. I just need a shoehorn. Oh, no, there is not a threat to the planet. Jesus, fuck, go back to being a shoehorn, shoey. Whatever the fuck your name is. I hate it. Fuck you, robot. Don't be a robot. Be a household thing. That's what you are. Inevitably. It's like I, every time I saw the first movie and I just went, I don't know why I'm here. Why the fuck am I here? It's Shia LaBeouf yelling at a can opener. What the fuck? Not interested. And that's right. I put three syllables and not. That's how little interest I had in that fucking movie. We went, I went to the movies this past weekend and I saw the coming attraction for the new one. Karen and I always play a game, okay? When we're watching movies, we'll look at one another after the, after the coming attraction and I'll look at her and I'll go, yes or no? And she goes, no. And I'll go, yes. Whatever. If we want to see the movie, we, we do judgment. You know who doesn't play that game? 45-year-old Lily. 
because Karen went to see a movie with her, Water for Elephants. <laughs> and they watched trailers, and Karen turned to her and went, yes or no? And Lily just went, what? what? And ate popcorn and watched the film and ignored my wife. My wife felt lonely. Because it's a game we play when we're together. But she just thought that you, everybody kind of knew, I guess. Because, you know, I, I understand it's very difficult to solve yes or no. But that's on you. All right. <laughs> you could have just said what? instead. Of, no, you, you went, what? Like she was just a fucking moron and you watched the movie. That's what I heard. But again, uh, you know, my, it could have been my wife's interpretation of it. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I, that's my wife has tone that my wife didn't like your tone. She was not a fan of your tone. <laughs> but yeah, so we were we were at the movies this past weekend. And by the way, I saw Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I, I don't know. I patch Wilson, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. It's the fourth one. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. I uh, know it's it's got a strange in it. Strange, strange water calling. I don't know. Strange days ahead of us. Strange. Strange tides eternity. On stranger tides. On stranger tides. There you go. On stranger tides. Not like and uh, golden <laughs> on golden. Bond, I don't know. Uh, although there is an old poop in the movie. Uh, so we saw this. Saw I, I saw the pirates movie. It's uh, the fourth one. Yes, and uh, well, uh, ha ha. Uh, before I get into pirates, I will tell you we saw the coming attractions, and uh, it started out, and I, it, I knew. It was Transformers because what we do is we watch the trailer. The trailer ends. My wife and I look at each other and go, "Yes or no?" And uh, one says yes, and one or you know whatever, yes, yes, no, no. Uh, so the Transformers trailer started, and I knew what it was right when it started, and I just went, "No, <laughs> I don't even need to be asked." That's when my tone comes in handy, when I want to convey just how much I don't want to see a Transformers movie. <laughs> That's the only thing my tone is appropriate for. Lily, when you really think about it, that's the only thing my my horrible, evil, mean tone is appropriate for is letting you know just how much I don't want to see the Transformers movie. No. Everybody goes, eh, that makes sense. That was an appropriate tone for that level of disgust. <laughs> Unfortunately, I bring it out when I'm asked if I want a sandwich. No. Tone. Loke. Uh, uh-huh. It just popped up. I don't know. Uh, well, I told the story when I saw him at the mall, right? I told that story. People were running to get him. I'm like, what the? All of a sudden, did you see Tone look? Yes, he's back there in 1989. <laughs> All right. Uh, the fuck was I talking about? So we uh, we went to, uh, oh, we went to the movie. All right. So and we saw Pirates. And uh, let, me, or let me just drop this on everybody right now. Let me drop this in your lap. Okay, people. Uh Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. I saw the first one, fucking loved it. All right, the first Pirates movie. Saw the second one, I thought it was thought it was okay, it was good. Uh, saw the third one, hated it. Uh, the only good news about the third one is it finally ended so I could see the fourth one. That's <laughs> how interminably long the fucking third one. They have a chase and a wheel. Like they have a Ferris wheel chase or a wagon wheel chase or some shit. And I'm like, it just, it's going on. It's still going on. <laughs> Literally, it's going on so much that they finally caught up to the pods that were racing in the, in the Star Wars sequel. That pod race with little fucking baby Anakin Skywalker or whatever the, f- oh my fucking God, that pod race is going on. And I, I was in the audience and I'm, I'm literally, no, like I just said it right to the screen. That pod race was horrendous. Uh, but literally, if you watch now, if you watch the sequel to the to that Star Wars movie where they have those pod races, look in the background. You can actually see the wheels from Pirates of the Caribbean three <laughs> as they roll through the pod course. Oh, fucking terrible! 
just this holy fucking duo of bad movie chases. All right. Uh, so I go. Uh, so the other day, Karen's like, hey, let's go to the movies. And, and uh, I had seen Brideman. You know, I'm, I, I've decided I'm getting back on the movie horse. I have to see movies. I love movies. But I've been a guy who for the past year and a half, I hate fucking movies. Like I I find every reason not to go. I go and I don't like them. I'm, I'm, I, I, I told Jackie Cation, I'm doing the Dork Forest podcast this week. I don't know when it'll air. I'll, I'll whatever. I'll, I tape it tomorrow. So I'll let you know when it drops because apparently I'm Macy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know when it drops. I'll wear a dress on the Grammys that says my podcast, The Dork Forest Appearance, drops on blah, 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 on a dress. Uh, <laughs> stupid. I'll let you know when it drops. All right. So uh, I'm doing Jackie's podcast and I wrote her a note. And in it, I actually said, I go, look, I, I don't know what I have to be dorky about. I said, I, I used to love movies and now I hate them. I said, I'm 43. I, I really think I'm getting into the get off my lawn phase of my pop culture years where I can find fault in anything, any TV series, any, and I'm trying not to be that fucking guy. I want to like music. I want to like movies. And, uh, but the thing is, I like serious type movies. You know what I mean? I, I find myself not gravitating to empty fucking husks of summer bullshit. So, uh, which by the way, is not a bad summer film. Empty summer husks, empty, empty fucking husks of summer bullshit. Uh, so I go see Pirates. Uh, I, I said to Karen, she's like, let's go see the Pirates movie on Monday. And I said, uh, you know, I, uh, I hated that third one like a lot. And I, I just got to, I know what this is going to be. I know what this movie's going to be. I don't know if I want to go to it. And she's like, oh, I said, because I've decided that like Monday afternoon, I'll go to the movies. That'll be my summer movie time this year. So I said, uh, hey, let's go see. I go, there's nothing else to see. I go, we've seen Thor. We've seen Bridesmaids and all the other stuff is like older. And she sees stuff on her own. So it's like, there's no point in going back to see it. So uh, I go, there's a movie I wanted to see that I didn't get to see. And I was so pissed. And then I, I went on Fandango and it turns out it's right by my house. I said, let's go see Insidious. Uh, I said, it's a scary movie. And the thing is, <laughs> it's another thing. I love scary movies. But now that I'm 43, I see a scary movie and I'm like, it's not scary. Well, of course it's not scary. You know why? Because you got to go home and look at your checkbook. That's what's fucking scary. <laughs> Real life is fucking scary. Now you're not going to be scared by a ghost face. I mean, Jesus Christ. And certainly not by a ghost face killer. <laughs> Listen, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Can we agree with that, folks? Cash rules everything around me. All right. Uh... <laughs> fucking I followed Ghostface Killer on Twitter for like an hour and I just went I can't I can't do it anymore I can't guy's a fucking lunatic uh so yeah um so I I said Karen how about if we go see Insidious I go it's playing right up here up the street at the mall you know by you know in uh by where you used to live and uh I said we can go there and I go it's a scary movie uh and I go I heard it's actually scary some people said it's the scariest movie they've seen in a movie theater. I said, I would really like to see it. I wanted to see it with a larger crowd, but I mean, it, I'll, I'll still settle for seeing it. She, and she was like, okay. So I looked it up and I found the times and I said, okay, well, we can go at this time, like 530 and then we can go here. And da-da. She goes, okay. And I go, you want to see that Pirates movie, don't you? She goes, yeah. And I said, all right, you know what? We can go see it. Let's do it. So then I went to the, uh, and here's another thing about, I'll tell you about the Pirates movie one that made me not want to see it. The theater I like to go to is called the Arclight in Hollywood because it's a nice theater and you can buy assigned seats and you can get there five minutes before the movie if you want. You don't have to fight with people with their coats all over the goddamn chairs, saving seats, whatever the fuck. But unfortunately, Pirates is not at the Arclight in Hollywood because it's at the El Capitan Theater because it's a Disney movie and they put all of their big movies in, uh, in the El Capitan. So uh, I go, well, fuck, we, I've been to the El Capitan, we saw Tron there, you know what I mean, and it's a big 3D deal, and they give you free popcorn, and there's a big light show, and 
I said, all right, I'll take a shot at that. So I went to the El Capitan to buy tickets for the five o'clock show. And uh, I, I don't fucking know. Literally, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's a movie about pirates. I didn't know that Somali pirates going to pillage my bank account just for the privilege of sitting through that piece of shit movie. I, I went, you have got to be fucking joking. I went to the the VIP in the balcony because what it is, they have VIP seating on the floor, VIP seating in the balcony, and then they have general admission, which is like the last two rows of the balcony. Okay. Uh, I did the VIP balcony. I just I punched it. It was fucking $28 a ticket to see some guy in a pirate suit say savvy and get free popcorn. And then watch the movie. You've got to be fucking joking. Honestly, like I said, I'm I'm getting keel hauled just by buying tickets. I actually when and when you pick up the tickets, you are forced to walk a thin piece of board off the side of a ship and leap into the box office to pick them up. That's right. At the at the business end of a saber of a cutlass. I apologize. The pirate uses a cutlass. A saber, that'll be like a musketeer or somebody. Uh, I don't want a musketeer pushing me around at the goddamn movie. Fuck that. If I'm seeing the three musketeers, then you know what? Musketeers step up with your foil, sir, and on guard. But if I'm seeing a fucking pirate movie, it better be a dude with curly hair and a hook for a hand and a goddamn cutlass making me pay fucking $56 for two people to see a goddamn movie. Are you joking? Oh, you get free popcorn? Well, thanks. <laughs> Fuck that. I could pay the general admission and get as much free popcorn off the floor as I fucking wanted to in this joint. Seriously, it'd be the same th- type of deal. I just gonna—I don't get a bucket with Johnny Depp's hair on it. So I looked at Karen. I go, "Fuck! I am not going to the El Capitan. Not a fifty-six bucks. That's insane." So uh, it was playing at the ArcLight in Sherman Oaks, which is a sister theater to the ArcLight in Hollywood. Let's put it this way: they opened the ArcLight in Hollywood, and it was fucking amazing. And uh, then they went, "Hey, we need more ArcLights." So what they did was they took existing theaters and turned them into ArcLights. And they did a pretty good job by making the screens match and the lighting and the seats and they're comfortable and it's really nice. The only thing is they were originally movie theaters, regular movie theaters. So they're deep. They're not wide. The arc light is wide. So the screen is wide and then the seats go to the edge of the screen. But you see a regular movie theater is a Hitchcock hallway. You know what I mean? It's like fucking all the way to the goddamn rafters and it's a long tube. It's like seeing a movie in a shoebox. You might as well just turn your head and watch an eclipse. I mean, it's fucking terrible. So, uh, but what I have to do then is I have to buy, if I go to the Arclight Sherman Oaks, I have to buy seats right in the center and I usually like to sit in the back row. Again, I'm 43 fucking years old. I'm an old man. But Karen wants to see the movie and I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll give it a day in court. What the fuck? Who cares? So I buy the tickets online and uh, we go out and we stopped at El Torito. had a nice little uh, salad with pepitas on it. And uh, I like a, I like a tableside romaine Caesar with the, with the green, uh, you know, and the pepitas and uh, some fucking uh, tor- fried tortilla strips and some guac. All right. So that's my menu. That's what I had. Why do you care? Nobody cares. I uh, <laughs> and then we go to the movie and uh, I see Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, whatchamacallit on Stranger Tides. Uh, although Pirates of the Caribbean, whatchamacallit is what is I I'm I cannot wait for that to come out. Uh, and uh, what I wanted to say was, folks, um. All of you people out there who Twittered how bad the Pirates movie was and all those people who gave the re- like like half-hearted reviews and were like, oh, we've seen it before, um, jump off a cliff, honestly, because what the fuck did you expect to get from Pirates of the Caribbean 4? I loved it. I loved it. Karen and I really liked it because you know what? I, again, it's it's Johnny Depp saying savvy four times and then a bunch of people having sword fights. Who the fuck? You know what you're getting into. 
It's Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. You're not. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean have dinner and a chat about their marriage. No. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean band together and save a high school from being closed by an evil assemblyman. No, that's breaking two electric boogaloo. <laughs> it's Pirates of the Caribbean 4 you know there's going to be pirate fights you know Johnny Depp is going to be fucking awesome and he's going to be and Keith Richards is going to show up it's going to be fucking great it was great and it's you know it's a little long I won't lie to you it's like two, uh, two hours and 20 minutes and uh, 3D I, look you know what fuck 3D I don't care I, like I said I live my life in 3D I go to the movies to see something refreshingly 2D I don't need <laughs> I don't need real life. Coming. And you want to talk about it, the point of a cutlass? When you see the Pirates of the Caribbean in 3D, that's it. You get literally a musket points at you and a sword points at you. And when something and a monkey face screams at you in 3D, and then that's it. Everything else is just kind of atmospheric in there. If you want to see 3D work, you got to see like uh, Avatar, like I said, was because they created an entire new fucking 3D world, which was amazing. And Green Lantern. Green Lantern is going to be fucking amazing. I have no interest in Green Lantern as a hero. I have no interest in Green Lantern as a guy. I have no interest in any of it, but I'm going to see that goddamn movie because fucking green lantern is in, in the 3d looked amazing and i have to see it how do you not see it but i love the pirates movie i don't understand why people are pissed off about it people in the lobby that are walking out like uh yeah you know it's a lot like the others really <laughs> you know why because the pirates of the caribbean are in it you fuck what did you expect do you expect the sex in the city women to come through and a fucking on elephants like in morocco and have a fight with them no although i but what would be awesome is as i watched Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. You know what? Ian McShane is Blackbeard and Barbosa's in it, Jeffrey Rush, and there's all zombies and fucking mermaids and monsters and shit. And it's like, like I said, it's escapism. It's like when I used to be a kid and you'd go see Indiana Jones. You knew he was going to have a fucking train thing and you knew there was going to be a bunch of people yelling and a whip and a sword fight and a, and a trumpet fanfare. That's what this movie was like to me. It was very much like you knew what you were getting into and, and why not just escape in it and enjoy it? Who cares that the 3D glasses are hurting the bridge of your nose at the two hour mark? Because they were. <laughs> I mean, and it's so funny because in the old days, it used to be one of the reasons they got away from 3D is because, first of all, everybody hated it. But also those little fucking cardboard glasses. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, these don't work so well. So now they went ahead and made a welding mask that you have to wear. <laughs> and I told you when I went and saw Thor, my glasses didn't even fucking work. It was terrible. Uh, but now this time they worked. And it was again, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I had a good time at it. I don't understand why people were bitching in the lobby. I'm like, I almost wanted to shake them and go, what the fuck did you expect? It's it's Pirates of the Caribbean. They're in the movie. Did you come expecting something different? But as I watched the movie, I thought of something. Uh, there are beloved characters that you see in films. And like Batman. You see Batman. I don't know if he's beloved, but he's Batman. Uh, <laughs> but people like to go see Batman in a movie. And people go see Pirates of the Caribbean because Jack Sparrow's in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of other shit going on. I don't give a fuck about Penelope Cruz and the marbles in her mouth and you know her fake fat uh, cleavage that's happening. Because I mean, you can't show a lot of cleavage because it's a movie for kids. By the way, movie for kids, maybe we don't make it two and a half hours and have to have them wear uncomfortable visors on their head. <laughs> I can't even imagine bringing a kid to fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Because he's got to sit there in 3D with that... I mean, those glasses are bigger than a little kid head. You'd have to hold them onto it. You'd have to strap it on. Jesus, fuck. All right. Uh, but yeah, so little kids watching it for two... And a, I can't, you can't get a kid to sit for two and a half hours to, for something he likes. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I have no kids. I have no, kids might enjoy it. Kids might like 3D. They might wear in the helmet and they, they make noises all movie. I don't fucking know. When I went, I went at five o'clock on a Monday. There was me and... Uh, my wife and then two other people in the theater and get this i walk in karen i all right i'm here's me i'm dumb uh i went to the concession stand for karen and then she went up to get our seats so when i came in there's nobody there there's one woman and then four rows back there's karen so i walked in and i i put my hand over my eyes i went karen and i yelled and she goes michael and i go karen she goes oh stop 
And uh, so then I started walking up the thing, and the other woman turns around. She goes, "My name is Karen." <laughs> and I went, "What?" She goes, "I'm I'm playing hooky from work to watch this movie, and I swear to God, I thought they sent someone to find me." <laughs> I thought, well, that's a weird ass coincidence. And then she started to say something else, and in my head I went, why are we now having a conversation? Our anecdote is finished. But I realized at that point, if I open my mouth, there's going to be tone, so I'm going to let her finish whatever she's saying. And as she's talking to me, unbelievably, she's assembling like a, a, a meal in the fucking Arclight Theater. She's eating, brace yourselves, folks, I, this is true. She's eating a hot dog, because you can buy hot dogs there. She pulls out of her purse. This is not a fucking, this is not a lie. Fake Karen not my Karen, fake Karen in the movie theater playing hooky from work. You know what she likes with her movies? Coleslaw. No. Oh, 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 dude. I swear to God. Karen, because even Karen looked at me like with weird eyes like what? Because we, th- we thought she had nachos. Like she was putting stuff together. Like she was like assembling a bunch of stuff. But it turns out she was picking her hot dog and then she pulled out the coleslaw and she opened it and she had her fork and she like pulled the coleslaw and she was like doing this and she was putting it on her hot dog and eating her hot dog with coleslaw on top of it. <laughs> And, and as I watched it unfold, I'm like, you're playing hooky from work and you're eating a, a hot dog with coleslaw. And watch, like, I almost thought, is she, is she dying? <laughs> this seems like a very specific thing to choose to do on a Monday afternoon. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ditch. Yeah, I'm, like, she just got word that morning that it was over and she was, she had like a month to live. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go fucking relax, watch Pirates of the Caribbean and have a hot dog with coleslaw right there in the goddamn theater. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Who the fuck smuggles coleslaw into a theater? I don't want to even a coleslaw in a coleslaw house. Jesus Christ. Coleslaw, literally coleslaw when it's a side dish, they might as well, I, like Mitch Hedberg used to say, you throw this away for me. Honestly, it's just. <laughs> and the thing is, I like coal and I like slaw, but put them together, fuck all that. It's not interested. Horrendous. Oh my God, coleslaw in the movie theater, eating it. Just like Karen and I are looking at each other like, what the fuck? My Karen. <laughs> but then I told Karen I go that's you when I die you'll just be like a solo Karen at the movie theater eating hot dogs and coleslaw because uh, I'm yeah again and she went tone alright uh, folks <laughs> have I mentioned tweetaudio.com slash 40 I'm wearing them right now they've allowed me to hear all of this stuff that's going on here in this show uh, many colors and people are buying them thank you very much I will say alright I gotta say this though uh the people at tweakedaudio.com, they make a sport watch, like a little fun little watch. And uh, and I talked about it on here, and he sent me a note. He's like, hey, I'll send you a watch. And I'm like, okay, great. I get a fucking box from them. I got like 15 watches. I'm like, dude, why the fuck are you sending me all these watches? And I don't know if he thinks that I'm supposed to do a giveaway with them, or, or uh, Bruce from tweakedaudio.com slash 40 sent me this. They're little fun, and here's why, all right? Because I think I made it sound like it was a Rolex of, uh, of tweakedaudio.com slash 40 watches. <laughs> And he said, but he said, I think you have a, a misconception of what our watches are. <laughs> so he, to indicate just how much my misconception was, he sent me 15 of them <laughs> to prove that they just, yeah, they can just give them to anybody. Here you go, idiot. Here's a box of watches. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so buy the watches. That's what I would say to you folks. Or, or come to my house, trick-or-treating, because I know what I'm giving away for Halloween. <laughs> Here, kid, have a watch. That was my best Mike Toomey impression. Mike Toomey in Chicago. He used to do a bit about trick-or-treating. Uh, and the guy the guy on your block who always ran out of stuff. I, I don't want to do the joke, but it was like, yeah, it was that it was that, fra- that framework of voice. Here, kid, here's a watch. <laughs> but he would say, but I'll do his, one of his punches. Here, kid, here's an egg. 
Happy haunting. Ah, <laughs> uh, goddamn, Mike Toomey's a genius. All right, so, uh, so yeah, tweakedaudio.com slash 40 has watches. Although, I don't, I don't, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know if they have any watches left. <laughs> because, I, you know, there was a knock on my door and I heard boop, boop, boop. And I looked at, and it was a truck backing up and the guy pulled the lever and dumped, I was buried under a mountain of sport watches. Uh, and I don't know what sport they're for. Uh, <laughs> I gotta be honest, I looked at him like, uh-huh. Racquetball, maybe, or squash, uh, or maybe ultimate frisbee. That might be an ultimate frisbee watch. Frisbee watch. Yeah, they believe me. They are a very specific market over there at <laughs> tweetaudio.com slash forty with their earbuds. Uh, and and uh, all right, look, I got to be honest, folks. You, uh, I got them and I looked at them, and you know what they are? Uh, it looks like a cock ring with a watch on it. All right, <laughs> I mean, because it's rubber and it's it's just this small round rubber but it's got a little tiny watch screen and uh, it uh, and what was funny i looked at him and i go i go this looks like a cock ring with a watch on it and even karen went yeah it does <laughs> i'm like oh all right well i'm not wrong here i'm not on the wrong i'm not barking up the wrong tree uh and i, I don't know why you would need a cock ring with a watch on it i mean it doesn't make a lot of sense quite frankly uh yeah literally that you know what who it helps out it helps the woman out more than it helps the guy out quite frankly guy doesn't care guy's like oh, i'm not keeping track of time the woman's just like D- dude seriously I've been down here for eight and a half minutes. <laughs> Wrap it up. Hello. Leave your cock ring in the parlor. You're listening to the 40-year-old boy and later, ass or cave. 20 questions, tight quarters. Are you in? I'm in. Okay, first question. What's it smell like? Uh, I smell chicken, like cooking chicken. All right, how did you get there? Helicopter dropping in. Wow. All right, describe the surface you're standing on. Uh, slick or slick or moist. Are you in Yosemite? I don't know, I'll ask him. Two brave souls go where angels fear to tread. Ass or cave on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. Ass! During the break, my friend Lily pointed out that uh, she thought the watch was a little big for a cock ring. <laughs> I said, you don't, you don't see the watch. And if you had it in your hand, you would know. And she's like, no, I, she goes, I can see it online. That's, uh, that's too big for a cock ring. I, I said, but the whole, everything goes into the cock ring. I mean, it's not just, you know what I mean? The whole kit and caboodle gets jammed in it. She's like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. It's still too big. But I, I disagree. So we had that discussion, which was, I, you're now better for hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is go to tweakedaudio.com slash 40 and buy the cock ring watch and then put it on and tell, write me and tell me if it worked. Yeah, and send Lily a picture, write me and send me a note, and we can figure it out. Because this is a debate, this is a fierce debate that we're not going to be able to solve. Uh, and I can tell you this, that's a 38-year-old Lily would say, well, she would have agreed immediately that that was the perfect size for a cock ring watch. But 45-year-old Lily, is, she's willing to settle. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I disagree with you, but that's fine. Uh, and I have them at home. I mean, I, uh, I guess I could, you know, we could actually do this. We could make this a controlled experiment if I wanted to. I could actually do it myself. But I think we throw it out to all of you folks. God forbid. Also, Lily will never open another text from me for the rest of her life. Wait a minute. That's all she's going to see is orange neoprene and go, oh, no, really? Uh, but I'm not wrong. That's a cock ring watch. Go to, t- go to tweak time. That's why it's called tweak time. Cock ring time. All right. Uh, well, tweakedaudio.com slash 40 is, is their friends. Bruce is a friend. He just sent me 800 cock rings in the mail. That's if, if you're not my friend, I don't know why you'd do something like that. Holy shit. We are good friends now. You sent me 800 cock rings in the mail. Boom. You and I are pals to the end. 
<laughs> That's a great message. Hey, buddy, here's a bunch of cock rings for you. Thank you. Uh, had I put the call out, did I make it sound like I needed them? I, you know, I, because I, uh, I was just telling Lily, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a hoarder when it comes to things I might need. I buy eight tubes of toothpaste. I buy eight, uh, uh, you know, things of deodorant. I make sure I have them on hand. I gotta have 800 cock rings. I know I have enough cock rings to last me to the next rapture, for Christ's sake. Fantastic. Uh, the first one came and it was a silent one. I'm sure you've heard. Yes, he said that Jesus showed up and is silently judging us, which is great. So now Jesus is all of our parents. Good. That's good to know. What? I'd rather Jesus came and created fucking earthquakes and took a bunch of people up to fucking heaven. But no, Jesus came and I love the idea that he that was his, his get out. That guy. He's like, no, Jesus, it did start. He was here. He's just silently judging us. So now I got a picture of Jesus like in a lawn chair on the roof of Hollywood and Highland, just hmm, stroking his Jesus beard and going, I don't know about these people. <laughs> just silently judging us in silence. He's like, you know who he is? Fucking Jesus is Sue Richards from the Fantastic Four. Volp, invisible, just sitting there quietly, passive-aggressively judging us. All right. Uh, he's the Fantastic One. <laughs> That's who Jesus is. Uh, he's just invisible, walking around. Whenever you can do anything, imagine that Jesus is over your shoulder, stroking his Jesus beard. Oh, I don't know about this. That's actually in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 14.11. I don't know if they... Uh, no, it's Leviticus 14.11. I don't know about this. <laughs> and so saith the Lord as he stroketh his Jesus beard. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, he's silently judging us now until October when apparently then we all go, which sucks because the fucking Phillies are going to make the World Series and like around game two, we're all getting sucked up to heaven. Uh, maybe not all of us. Uh, literally everyone will be, be gone except me and 800 cock rings. I'll just be like, oh, <laughs> this is great. Uh, so tweakedaudio.com, friendly, cock ring watches, beautiful earbuds. Go visit them at tweakedaudio.com slash 40. Uh, we also have another sponsor this week, folks. Lily is wide-eyed as I hold a piece of paper. And it's a piece of paper I have to hold so I remember all of this information. Because uh, this person apparently decided that I needed to know everything there is to know about them and their company. Uh, it's not even a company. It's uh, This is a guy. Uh, look, there's a. am going to say his full name. I don't know if I'm supposed to. Am I supposed to? I guess I am. Uh, Micah Myers, uh, who you may have enjoyed his work in the Halloween movies. He was fantastic. <laughs> Chasing Jamie Lee Curtis, taking a, a wire hanger in the eyeball. Mike Myers, fantastic. A great actor. Wearing an inside-out Shatner mask and scaring the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Dunk. Da-dunk. Dunk. Da-dunk. Ding, 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 ding. God damn, I have the Halloween soundtrack. And I will tell you this. I have the Halloween soundtrack and the Escape from New York soundtrack. Okay? They're fantastic. John Carpenter, I love his fucking weird, awesome keyboard nonsense. But the Halloween soundtrack, if you buy it, it's got like 24 tracks on it. It is 21 different versions of the Halloween theme and then three other pieces of music. <laughs> and they're all called something else. The house, the yard, the, uh, Lori's house. And it's all the... Which I love. It was my ringtone on my phone for a long fucking time. But when you try to listen to the album in iTunes and listen to it in a row, you're like, dude, it's like Dead Mouse did a mix of the fucking Halloween theme. Oh, just it's 21 and it's different variations. There's some cool ones too. Like the there's one where he's... All right, I should take that back. There's three different pieces of music, but he's organized them into 25 different tracks. Because uh, there's the one, you got to do the little hands. You got to do like, if you folks would have seen me, I was like marching. Uh, because that's it's, it, the sheep, the sheep, the shape is creeping. He's creeping around hallways and he's about to kill a naked PJ Souls and we get to see your breasts. Um, <laughs> God damn, I loved it. 
Uh, but how did I get into Halloween? Oh, so Michael Myers, that's how I got into it. <laughs> Michael Myers, when he's not out killing young ladies, when he's not out having his legacy ruined by Rob Zombie, folks, uh, <laughs> Michael Myers is, uh, is a guy who makes comic book wallets. What? That's right. Uh, if you go to Etsy, that's E-T-S-Y dot com slash shop, Slash Micah Myers, and I need to spell this for you. It's M I C A H M Y E R S. You know what's funny? Didn't I just say I don't know if I should say his full name? His full name's in the goddamn address for the shop. What if I didn't say it? I can't give this guy's full name, but Jesus Christ, you won't believe the amazing work that he's done. Uh, it's Etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers, and he makes comic book wallets. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't even explain how great they are i he, he sent me over there although i will say all right look all right, this is this is for anybody who's nine any nine-year-olds out there listening go ahead and buy a comic wallet or nerdy type people if you're nerdy type people i should throw this in your lap uh why the fuck am i savaging this guy already literally i'm five <laughs> minutes in you know why because i don't i'm 43 and as much as i like the idea of a comic book wallet like i would never use one all right i, I have to be honest I, I i can't even explain to you when I say comic book wallet, seriously, it's a wallet with Batman on it, but he makes it somehow. And uh, I don't know how. He, he, he thought it would be a good idea, and then he did it. And they're only three bucks. That's the thing that's amazing. You could show up at his place with, with 100 bucks and clean him out of his entire stock. You could buy every single... I actually like the idea of that. Do me a favor. Place a $100 order worth of stuff over there at, the, at <laughs> Etsy.com slash slop slash Michael Myers. And uh, just what, I just picture him furiously folding comic books into watches. What, you're looking? Yeah, they're pretty cool, right? There's like there's watches or watches. There's a uh, uh, there's wallets with Batman on them. There's wallets with the, the X Men. There's wallets with uh, Spider Man, and uh, they're just they're you know what they are? They're for specialized hipster type people who would use a Spider Man wallet. Look, I can't use a Spider Man wallet because I'm a grown man. I don't know what the fuck you people do with your time. But Micah Myers at Etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers is making these comic book wallets. Uh, and I, although I will say this, all right, I looked at his most recent comic book wallet. Because he makes them, he makes them periodically, and he adds new ones. All right, and I will tell you this too: he also does custom wallets. So if you were to write him and go, "Hey, dude, I really want a wallet with Dagwood on it," <laughs> I don't know why you would. Who wants a Dagwood Bumstead wallet? Maybe you do, holding a giant sandwich. Maybe that's the kind of person you are. And he will do his best to go ahead and make you a Dagwood Bumstead wallet. And guess what? Even if you want a custom option, the wallet is still only three dollars. How amazing is that? I, I don't know how he gets away with doing it for three dollars, but like I said, if you get a hundred dollars, you can buy it, buy his entire stock out and make him fold all night, whatever the fuck. I don't know how he makes them. I don't know if they're made out of paper or leather or plastic. I don't fucking know. All I know is they look fucking amazing. But the the, the wallet that he just made, the most recent one that he put up, as far as the, as this this I was say writing, uh, this speaking, uh, it's Batman holding Robin. Uh, Batman is he's holding he's comforting Robin, Tim Drake Robin, because Robin found his dead father outside. That's on a new wallet. So now, every time you go to Arby's or every time you go anywhere, you can pull out your wallet and go, oh, remember when Robin's dad died? Are you fucking kidding me? What? You know what? Why not just turn Mouse into a fucking wallet so that everybody can remember the Holocaust every time they go and they put any fucking money anywhere? Jesus Christ. I just, I don't understand it, but I, I mean, I guess that's what he does. Batman and... Hey, Robin, there's your... And it's, you know what's funny? If you look on the wallet, the dead father is like there too. He's like right in the corner. It's like, oh, look, we squeezed the dead guy's head into the wallet as well. So if you weren't depressed enough watching Robin sob in Batman's arms, let's go ahead and include his dead father here in the picture. I don't get it, but uh, but that's fine. He makes custom options. You, If you said to him, say, make me a Holocaust, watch out a mouse, I'm sure he'd do it. 
Three fucking dollars. You can't do any better than that. So if you go to, uh, like I said, I will tell you, he's got several. If you can follow him on Twitter at twitter.com slash Micah Myers underscore Etsy. And that's E-T-S-Y. And he has a Facebook page, too. All right. And I'm going to tell you this. I can't give you the Facebook page address. All right. Because it's so fucking long. He didn't he didn't like get a like one of those custom ones. So if you if you go to uh, if you go on to Facebook and you just search for Micah Myers comic book creations, you will find him. It's Micah M-I-C-A-H Myers comic book creations search that in facebook and the page will come up and then uh if you want to like his page that would help me out if you want to go ahead and uh, and go to follow him on twitter that's pretty cool and if you want to buy three dollar fucking batman wallets go ahead and do that again i wouldn't i i mean i'm just gonna be flat out honest with you i don't need a batman wallet i have 800 cock rings i don't know what to fucking do with <laughs> except look at them and go oh time to jerk off that's the only thing that those are good for but i have those in my i got enough stuff in my house so i can't buy a, a, a wallet although Hold on a second. Hold the phone, Chuck. What if Mex got him a painting and he made a custom 40-year-old boy little Schmitty wallet? What if he did that? And what if we were to offer that on his website for sale and I would take all the money? Hey, (laughs) hold on a second. That sounds like something I'm up for. Hold on. I just thought of that. Jesus, you know, I should have thought of that when he and I were talking about him sponsoring the goddamn show. Yeah. That would have made sense. I could have pitched it and then it would have been ready for people to go and look at it. It would have been already right there. And I probably should have run this by Max to see if he wants his artwork to be bastardized and pressed against ass cheeks for the rest of its fucking life. I mean, I don't know what he wants. Uh, all right. Forget I said all that. Well, it, that, that's something that could possibly happen. I'll talk to Micah. I'll talk to Max. Because, look, I don't run anything, folks. I'm not in charge. I told you that. I, I'm, I'm at the beck and call of Bruce at tweakaudio.com slash 40 and I get paid in cock rings. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean with Micah Myers and his crazy wallets that he makes his Batman wallet and his fucking Hong Kong Fui wallet and whoever the fuck is on there if I don't make a, a custom 40 year old boy wallet again I don't even know if he can I don't know what he needs I have no idea so uh, I gotta talk to Mex and talk to Micah uh, you know what I need a 3M conference call that's what I need I need a Mex a Micah and a Mike uh, you know it's a 4M Micah Myers I get a Micah Myers with a Mex and a Mike on the phone Micah Mex and Micah Myers get them all on the goddamn phone and figure this out and maybe we make a custom 40 year old boy wallet because I'm always looking for shit you won't buy folks <laughs> but in the meantime, until that comes to fruition, until we go ahead and make it, go to etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers and check out the amazing selection of wallets. And also here are the testimonials from people like Lady Talon. I love my new wallet so much. I don't even want to use it. Thank you. <laughs> Let me tell you something, folks. That is truly the hallmark of any good product. If you love it so much, you can't be, be bothered to use it ever. If you're like, fuck, I can't touch that. It's too awesome. That's how I feel about the pile of cock rings in my house. Jesus Christ, those are uh, orange cock ring? That's fucking fantastic. Lime green cock ring? What am I, John Ritter and Skin Deep? Or maybe you could hear from Sinhalo. Cool idea. My son loves this. Great communication with seller and super fast shipping. Thank you. Or you could hear from Kachoo. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? Hey, Kachoo, just tell him your name is Fred. I mean, you don't have to be Kachoo. Is that like a sneeze? Is that what he's going for? Or is he going for like uh, Cthulhu? Uh, but it's Kachu. K-C-H-U-U. Here's what Kachu says. I was looking for a thin, convenient, yet still nerdy wallet. Yes, of course you were, Kachu. Because your name is Kachu. I picture Kachu his entire life is, is just centered around, fuck, I need a thin, yet flexible, nerdy plate to eat my dinner on. 
you know what? I need a thin, convenient, yet still nerdy car to drive around in because I'm Kachu. <laughs> the mythical creature known as Kachu. <laughs> I need a thin, convenient, yet still nerdy pair of socks to wear this evening as I watch a Doctor Who marathon alone again. <laughs> Fuck you, Kachu. <laughs> I am the goddamn walrus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Kachu. Oh, I need a thin, convenient, yet still nerdy bowl to pour my ironic cereal in. Because I'm eating breakfast for dinner because I'm a hipster loser. Kachu. Why am I shitting on Kachu? He bought wallets from Micah. Oh my God, Kachu's a lady. Kachu is a lady. I'm the only ch- I'm the only chica at my work with a blue beetle wallet, and it rocks. Of course you are, Kachu, because you work with people. You work with human beings. You work with grown-ups. Nobody else has a blue beetle wallet, Kachu. Why am I shitting on Kachu? If she buys a blue beetle wallet, she's got to buy a little schmitty wallet, right? Hey, Kachu, I send this out to you. I rescind my fuck you. Buy a wallet, too. <laughs> I'm Dr. Seuss. This is fucking awesome. And actually, I think Kachu is from the Lorax, right? Wasn't it? <laughs> the Lorax spoke for the trees, and then he hired the lawyer Kachu to speak for him at his hearing, right? Oh, my God. No. Oh, Kachu. Hey, Kachu, you want to buy a, 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 one of 800 cock rings that I have on my fucking floor at my house? <laughs> Kachu, do you need a thin, convenient, yet still nerdy cock ring for you and your boyfriend? <laughs> I put boyfriend in quotation marks because obviously you are in love with someone on TV that you cannot say his name. Someone from Bones or Fringe or one of those other shows that I'm sure you send a tennis ball to the network to save. Kachu. <laughs> Her blue beetle wallet. I'm the only one at work with my blue beetle. Really? What a shock. You know why? Because you don't work with the blue beetle. That's the only reason. Because that's the only entity on earth who would also have a blue beetle wallet. Oh, 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 Kachu. So, uh, look, you know what? 40 Kachus can't be wrong, folks. Go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers or go to Twitter.com slash Micah Myers underscore Etsy, E-T-S-Y, or go to Facebook and search for Micah Myers comic book creations because I'm not about to give you a PHP ampersand fucking exclamation point 900 fucking digit number to find him. But if you go search Micah Myers comic book creations, you will find a page on Facebook. Go like his page. Follow him on Twitter if you want. Again, I don't care if you do or you don't. That's fine. But you can go to the wallet house and, uh, and go ahead to the Etsy shop and pick up a, a Batman wallet or a, and if you want, seriously, let's make this happen. He does come custom work so make him make some i mean horrible fucking wa- uh, uh, like wallet and then send me a picture of it or send me a note about it like there's enough graphic novels out of that are fucking disgusting make like just like some bloody head ripped off fucking you know like like 40 days of night is that what it was 30 days of night 10 days of night i don't know it's a bunch of fucking days of night it's a bunch of vampires and shit find some bloody picture and tell him to make you a goddamn wallet out of it that'd be awesome uh or you could go with the blue beetle option but do me a favor. If you work with Kachu, don't get the Blue Beetle wallet because you will crush her delicate hipster psyche. <laughs> or maybe you go that route. If you work with Kachu, go out to lunch and when, like, when she orders her, you know, whatever the fuck, ironic puff pastry and you get your food, whip out your, your Blue Beetle wallet and go, I got this one and watch Kachu just with, retreat within herself because she, she's not nearly as precious or special as she thought she was with her fucking Blue Beetle wallet. I'm not awful. Take that, Kachu. All right. Uh... I'm sure Kachu is a lovely woman. <laughs> so go buy wallets from Micah Myers. All right. Uh, 
and buy cock rings from tweetaudio.com slash 40. <laughs> Folks, I'm disappointed. I'll tell you that. Uh, I will tell you this right now. There is, uh, there's disappointment coursing through my veins. I, I'm a failure. I've told you this. I'm 43 years old, and uh, I can only do one thing, and I'm doing it right here. I'm doing it right now. And I, I think I do it well, but I'm trying to get more people to hear me do it. But uh, it doesn't temper my disappointment. Uh, things get away from you, and you wind up going, oh, man, I'm so sad. There's nothing I can do about that. Things arise, and you... You can't get out of your own way. You can't fix it. You wish you could. There's things out of your control that you can't fix. And I got to tell you, folks, I have never in my life been more disappointed than I am by Lindsay Lohan's nipples. Now, (laughs) folks, I, I, I don't even, this isn't even a fucking joke. What a tragedy. What a tragedy Lindsay Lohan's nipples are. I, I don't think I am. I have never been let down more in my life by a body part. I don't think in my entire fucking breathing existence on this planet, not even my own fat gut has cost me, has caused me so much grief as Lindsay Lohan's nipples. Jesus Christ. Because the promise was there. The promise of Lindsay Lohan's nipples. It, they were, I was like, Oh my God. I, again, that picture of her in the fucking ankle bracelet, I, I'm not. I won't lie. I've jerked off to it. That picture of her in the bikini with the ankle bracelet. I've, I have the picture of her looking like Anne Margaret Slinky in the like bikini on the bed. Oh my god, dude! Look, Lindsay Lohan used to be something. Holy shit, she used to be something. And the thing is, with strategic things covered up, you were always like, oh man, I I can't even imagine what she would look like naked. It would be fucking atrocious. Uh, and then, look, I don't even care that she's a drunk. I don't even care that she's a felon. I don't even care about all those things, but. What are you looking them up? You've never seen them? Oh, dude. You know what? Should I? I now I want to take a break just to, so you can see him because it's going to take you forever to fucking look at him and you're not focusing on me. I need focus on me, folks. We all know that, right? Uh, but I have never been more disappointed by a body part of my entire life than I am by Lindsay Lohan's nipples. I, because here's the thing. All right, we've been teased with them many times. Uh, you're seeing them through like a, a gauzy film. Oh my God, they look fucking amazing. Through a shirt like pokies, like fucking with no bra. Oh my God, because look, those tits are amazing. Lindsay Lohan's tits are amazing. Again, I don't care if she fucking smokes all the crack in the world. I don't care if she runs over a, 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 every little kid in a stroller. I don't care if she steals from every jewelry store and on the Miracle Mile. She, her tits are fucking amazing. And uh, so the whole time you're waiting to see her pose naked because it's like, look, she's hit. The skids, right? She's hit bottom. She's done a million. She's shoplifting for Christ's sake. How fucking much lower could she get? So I was going, well, fuck. She's got to pose nude, right? And when she was going to pose nude, it's going to be fantastic. But Jesus Christ, I, I was waiting to see those tits unveiled. And then this week, she's in the surf. And at first there was a picture of her. She was doing some modeling on a balcony. And it was like a blurry photo. And you looked in and you saw her tits. And uh, there was no nipple. All right? You couldn't see it. But it was a full breast I, you know what i gotta take a break because i'm gonna I, I, yeah i'm serious no it's okay because I, I i will help you find it and then you'll see and you'll know what i'm talking about folks i'll be right back hold on listen to this Ooh, uh, lily i can see your nipples all right now i'm back and I, i've led lily to see the nipples online and i will tell you uh all right for let me start at the beginning of the Lindsay Lohan nipple saga. Um, I've seen her nipples before. Okay. I've seen them like she was in New York magazine and she dressed up like Marilyn Monroe and you could kind of see them. But again, it was through like a gauzy film and uh, she did everything, you know, she did the, she probably tugged them to make them hard and then they put rouge on them to give them some color, which, you know, so they, and they still looked okay, but they were disappointing. I won't lie to you, but I was like, eh, you know, I, but you know what? Maybe it's through the gauzy film. Maybe that's what the, the problem is. Uh, and in black and white, 
you're like, oh, look, there's nipples. They, you know, they're black and white nipples. They work. But uh, she was doing this modeling. You could see her whole tit and there was no nipple. And, uh, and, and it's because, here's why. Because you would think it's because, oh, well, you know, it's too far away or it's too blurry. No, it's because Lindsay Lohan, she has Sue Richards nipples. She has Sue Richards Invisible Girl nipples because her whole body, she looks, look, she looks like Casper the fucking ghost. If it wasn't for her freckles, you wouldn't even see Lindsay Lohan. Literally, it it just, because we don't even see her. It looks like, all it looks like is bad extensions and freckles carrying a vodka tonic. That's all you see in a nightclub. That's why she gets into so much trouble. Nobody knows she's even fucking there because it just looked like a a drunk Casper floating around with, with birthmarks all over it. So, uh, so you see her tit and like, there's no nipple. And I'm like, oh, what a bummer, man. I mean, this is a wide open shot of her tits. How are we, how are we not getting a nipple? But then the very next day she's out in the surf. She's like swimming around and a, a wave hit her and oops, her top came off. Yeah, sure. Oops. But, uh, she's holding her tit and you see her nipple and it's, it's pink and not even like good pink. Like not, it's like unappetizing, like baby mole pink. You know what I mean? Like. You know what I mean? Like, like, like when you see oh when rats have babies and they're hairless and they're blind and they're in the bottom of a, it, like lying in sawdust, it looked like her nipple was lying in sawdust. Like I'm waiting for her nipple to grow up and start drinking out of that bottle and start running in the wheel. Oh Jesus Christ. I was so disappointed when I saw her nipples because her tits are perfect. When you have perfect tits, because look, uh, look, I'm a dark nipple, man. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I like a dark nipple. I like an areola and I like fucking nipples. All right. I don't fuck around. I mean, I, you know, nipples are cool when you're like, oh, those are okay. But I want them. I want them. You know what? I remember, I remember I said I live in 3D and I want things that are comfortably 3D or in 2D. Fuck that. I want 3D nipples. I want them right there in my goddamn face. That's what I want. And, and I see Lindsay Lohan's nipples in their dick. They're not, they look like. And a, a, a tiny animal that's not even, that's not raised to, oh, they're so bad. They're so bad. You agree. I made Lily see them and finally she agrees because her tits are perfect. Jesus Christ. She's got perfect tits. And then those nipples on the end, it's like, I mean, it's just, it's like a bird without a song. Oh my God. It is such a tragedy when you see them. You see those perfect tits and it's like, and, and then, and then you see Naomi Watts. And you see Naomi Watts walking around with, with, you know, look, I like, I happen to like Naomi Watts's tits. All right. You know, they're, they're small, but they look good on her frame, but Jesus Christ, her nipples are literally half a pinky and they're fucking amazing. And that's the thing. I don't, look, I don't need Lindsay Lohan to have Farrah's nipples and I don't need Lindsay Lohan to have Naomi Watts's nipples. Uh, but Jesus, fuck, it would be fantastic if she had those nipples, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that make the thing work? Instead of looking just like so sad and lonely, like they, cause they blend in. They don't, they, she's so white and they blend in. Like the only reason you see them is cause they're, they're, it looks like a, a blister. Oh my God. It's they're, they're so attractive. Oh. <laughs> this is why she's drunking, drunk herself into a stupor because she realizes she has perfect tits and the worst nipples in the world. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly why she's going off the rails. You know what? Her tits, her nipples, they're like her acting career. It's like, you know, forever, we were just like, oh my God, the promise that it's going to be, they're going to be so amazing. They start, when they were young, you were like, these are going to be unbelievable when they get older. I cannot, I can't wait to see how these develop. And then, uh, you see them now and you're like, yeah, fucking lock them up, throw them in jail. They're not, uh, they are a complete failure, a waste of talent. That's what her nipples are. Her nipples are as big a waste of talent as she has done with her fucking acting career. God damn it. Why are you making a pouty face? It is sad. 
But it's uh, but what are we going to do about it? We, nothing we can do about it. <laughs> what are we going to do about it? I don't know. Hey, tweakedaudio.com slash 40. Do you make nipple th- rings? We can Because if she had barbells in them, they'd look okay. You know what I mean? Because then they'd be sticking out all the time and you could probably pull it off. But just they look so bad. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, uh, uh, although I got to be, look, all right, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, it is a disappointment. But it's the confluence of having perfect tits and horrible nipples. That, that makes it such a tragedy. I can't say that they're the most disappointing body part I've ever seen in my life because, Jesus Christ, when I saw Britney Spears' vagina, all I could think about is how she got a car to crash into it. I was like, you have got to be joking. When I saw that, when she was walking out of the car and she's a Paris Hilton and they're carrying her and you got the gupper shot from the back and I'm just like, oh my God, that just, it, it looks like, you know what it looks like? And, I've, and look, Lindsay Lohan's vagina is no prize either, all right? I've seen that. You see her getting out of a car, getting out of a canoe. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like Zorro went to link his Z in a ham and got bored. Oh, my God. That's what Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears' vagina looked like. Uh, you know, if you thought the nipple looked like a little hairless mole, when you at least see their vagina, because they... Uh, and I'm a guy who loves vaginas. I love the way... I think they're beautiful. I love the way they look. But that's what it looks like. It looks like Zorro was going to carve his Z into a ham and went, ah, I'm done. I'm good enough. And then he backed off. Jesus Christ. I couldn't... I was terrible. You know, you know what? Both of their vaginas look like they were delivered by Micah Myers. That's what they look like. <laughs> Literally, he was chasing Lori. He showed me PJ Souls' tits, and then he took an axe to fucking Lindsay and Brittany and went, there you go, done. Oh, man. Because when you see those vaginas, you hear the Halloween theme come fucking right out of there. Ding, 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 ding. Boy, you want to put a William Shatner mask on something, throw it on the goddamn Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan vagina trifecta. It's not a trifecta, it's a duo. I saw her nipples and I was so disappointed. Oh, what a what a fucking failure! What a whiff! That's that's God's cruel trick. That's like it's like when that guy was you know he all he wanted to do was read, but everybody kept fucking bothering him, and then he's the only guy on earth and he breaks his fucking glasses. That's fucking horrible. Well, or, although that's I guess that's a Twilight Zone episode. Really, that's not that wasn't exactly God's cruel trick. That was that was a Burgess Meredith fine performance. That's what it was. God had nothing to do with it. Invisible Jesus just stroked his beard in the writer's room and went, hmm, yes, I enjoy it. He breaks his glasses. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, what am I looking for? It's like when you have the monkey's paw and you got to make three wishes and all of a sudden your dead kid comes back and he pounds on your door and you're pissed. It's like that. No, it isn't like that at all. I don't know. Who cares? You got bad nipples. All right. That's the bottom fucking line. It's terrible. Uh, and her, uh, it's just the whole thing's a mess. Because I, In theory, it should work. It's like in theory, seriously, in theory, the whole low end package should work. But then you get a peek at the nipples and you look at that fucking uh, the rest of it. You're like, oh, no, I just that's uh, you work in clothes. You're better in clothes. She's good in clothes. Uh, it's a shame because, I mean, that body is fucking. Oh, my God. It's uh, all over. She got a crazy flat ass. Her ass looks like a peanut butter and sandwich, like with Wonder Bread, just like flat, like just. I mean, I look, she's hot. I'm not, I, dude, I wouldn't say I wouldn't fucking rail the hell out of her. Of course I would. God damn it. That would be, I, I, please. By the time I was finished with her, there wouldn't be a cock ring left unused in my apartment. There'd just be a pile of discarded cock rings and freckles. That's all you'd find in my house. Literally, cock rings covered in freckles and, and just cigarette smoke. That's all we would fucking have. Holy shit, I would blast the hell out of her. Not even if that, it wouldn't even be a fucking issue. You want to talk about, I would Micah Myers the shit out of that chick. And then I'd make her into a goddamn wallet. All right. Uh, that's what, you know, that's, you, you actually do that. Print out a picture of her getting out of a car and have him make a, uh, uh, with her vagina and have him make that a wallet. Why, what's wrong with, he wants to do comic wallets. What's wrong with, he could do porn wallets, right? Couldn't Micah branch out? Make some porn wallets, Micah. God damn it. Why don't you make some goddamn porn wallets and make some real money? 
Yeah, you spend three dollars for the comic books, and that's fine. You get people like Kachu on board. Uh, although maybe Kachu buys a buys a porn wallet. I don't know what Kachu does. Kachu's like, oh, I'm the only one with a blue beetle and a blue waffle wallet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. That's fucking horrible. Sorry. All right. Uh, dude no one wants a blue waffle wallet all right sorry uh don't look that up by all means everybody and i'm speaking to you zelda you know who you are uh there's a woman who listens to the show in canada whenever i say anything horrible she goes and looks it up and then she goes oh why'd you tell me to look that up no i did not all i did was say it and i said do not look it up you do not want to see it holy god zelda back away from your computer Zelda wanted to bring me to Canada, and she, but she wanted me to bring me like some small like logging town. Like I mean, she's like, I live an hour away from uh, a big city. I don't want to say where she lives. All of a sudden, I'm, <laughs> look, it's the only Zelda in Canada. I've just fucking ruined everything. <laughs> now people are gonna hunt her down. That's not good. And and just and fucking email her pictures of a blue waffle wallet. Oh, don't make one of those, Micah. Please don't make that. I gotta stop even saying it. It's horrible. All right, stop. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Lindsay Lohan's nipples are just, just a, an American tragedy. Oh, I'm terrible. The, the, the kind of things like the if, literally if it was the 1500s, they would write, you know, folk songs and sing them about them. How, <laughs> how terrible they were and what a failure they were and how they let down the populace and how the serfs, the serfs had looked to them to lead them out of fucking bondage. And unfortunately, they were too pink to get the job done. <laughs> oh, they're awful. All right. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. She's going to stop listening now. That's a bummer. I lost Lohan. Hopefully Zelda sticks around, but I think I lost Lohan with this show. Uh, <laughs> all right. I have to, where are we at? I don't even know where we're at. Three days. Yeah, it's been long. That's not that long. This is usually it's a lot longer. That's not long at all. We're good. See, we're coming into the wire. It's a lot of funny. Packed into a buck 16. I can get out of here probably, right? Don't can you I? still have to talk about the funniest thing you ever saw? Oh. Boston. Why that? Yeah. Or, yeah. You got, all right. No, we don't. We do not. We absolutely do not. Uh, but I. All right. I have to tell you this thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to. I because it just happened. It literally just happened today. Uh, <laughs> oh Christ! All right. I left the house. All right. Now, folks, you all know my policy. I say hello to everybody. It's what I do. Uh, Whether they be in my apartment, they be on the street, they be at a store. If it's a normal person, I say hello and hope they say hello back. Uh, If it's a homeless person, I say, I can't help you today. Sorry about that. Good luck. I I acknowledge everybody as a human being and I look them in the eyes. Uh, It's become hard to do that because earbuds have become more and more invisible. Thanks to tweakedaudio.com slash 40. (laughs) So the general public is wa- walking around in their tweakedaudio.com slash 40 earbuds and all they see is me walk up and mouth <laughs> and they just think I'm a crazy person and they nod or they give me a weird look. Uh, and that's on me because I try to be friendly to everyone. And look, I also want to get sell earbuds for tweakedaudio.com slash 40. And I want to sell, you know, comic book wallets to everyone as well. That's usually what happens. I walk down the street. I see a random passerby. He's rifling through his Falcon wallet. <laughs> He's looking through his, his uh, Luke Cage Power Man wallet and his Iron Fist wallet. And uh, he's got his ear, tweakedaudio.com slash 40 earbuds on. And he, uh, that's it. He's not, he's not acknowledging me at all. Uh, but I still make it a point to say hello to everybody. So I come walking out of my apartment building. And uh, there was like a dumpy Hispanic guy there. He's kind of a you know, pear-shaped dude. 
and he had his back to me. I don't say hi to people if they have their back to me. I should tell you that. So uh, I walk out, and uh, he starts bending over. He's like limbering up. He's bending over, stretching. So I figure he's jogging or whatever. So then he stands up, and he turns around to face me, and he faces me, and I go, hey, how's it going? And he's got fucking earbuds in. The even dumpy Hispanic guy has bought tweakedaudio.com slash 40 earbuds. And, uh, and so I handed him a Cockering and sent him on his way. That's what I did. I, Here you go, fella. Because that's who I am. I'm Johnny Cockering. I got enough now. Not to be confused with Johnny Cochran, who said, if it does not fit, you must acquit. Uh, I'm Johnny Cochran, who says, if it does not fit, you must fuck her tits. So I, you can't, you can't go vagina if it does not fit. <laughs> you got to keep it right out of that cock wallet. You can't jam it in there. If it does not fit, you must fuck her tits. Even if her nipples are terrible. It does not matter. Just, you know what? Just, you'll get through it. If you look down and she's got bad nipples, look down at the watch and just count the minutes and fuck her tits. All right. Uh. <laughs> I am fucking great. Great. That's right, baby. I just fucking thought of that. Oh, God damn it. I'm the best fucking short show or not. See, see, you were all over me. You were telling me to cut this show short. If I cut the show short, we don't we don't have that fun. That bit of fun that we just had. <laughs> all right. Uh, folks. So Hispanic Joe does his fucking limbering. and He looks at me and I say, how's it going? I should have said, K, you know, he probably said K, whatever the fuck. Uh, he doesn't understand English anyway. Why am I saying hello to him? But then he he jogs off. <laughs> so <laughs> this is not this funny, but it was funny to me. And if you had seen it happen, you would think it was funny as well. I will hopefully make you think it was as funny as I think it is. I I have to so I have to walk out the concrete walkway to my car. So I turn my car's down the block. So as I turn and I start walking up the street, I see up the block there's a guy coming. Uh, so I'm getting ready with my fine how do you do that I'm going to drop in his face. Earbuds, no earbuds, whatever the fuck, I'm going to say hi to this guy, but here's what I do. When people are approaching me, it's like a gunfight, all right? Uh, because they never know if I'm a crazy person. I don't know if they're loon- looney tunes, I, but I'm going to say hello. They don't know if I'm going to talk to them. It's that weird, you know what? Every person you pass on the street is like the worst first date you've ever had. <laughs> because they anticipate, it's like a blind date. Because you see them coming and you're coming and you're, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm, this, I don't know if, how this is going to break out. I mean, it could be a crazy guy. It could be somebody who's very nice and returns my gaze. Who the fuck knows? But he's a block away. He's, he's walking up the block and we're going to meet about halfway because that's where my car is. So uh, but here's what my trick is. Usually I avert my eyes. I don't look at the person as they're walking up the block because I don't want them to get a read on me. I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want them to, to make me, all right? I want to I want to sneak up on them with a hello, you know what I mean? So then they're like, oh, hello. I want Because I, I don't want them to decide I don't want to say hello to that dude. I want to look down and pretend like I'm not going to say hi to them. Then when I look up just as they approach me, uh, you know, because I'll, I'll basically look up and they're within two steps of me. We're about to meet and I'll say, hey, how's it going? Because it also makes it less awkward. Because let's put it this way. If you're a block away and we're walking toward one another and I'm staring at you the whole time, just waiting to say hello. I've got a hello in me that I can't wait to fucking spray all over you. You want nothing to do with that. You're like, fuck, I, this guy's been staring at me because then it looks like, a, it really looks like a gunfight. Then it's like, you know, we're just approaching one another. We're taking steps. And this guy's like, I got to cross the street and get away from this motherfucker. He has locked his gaze on me and won't let it go. It's like a, it's like a cheetah or something. He's going to fucking take me down and tear my fucking net jugular out. So uh, I don't look at them. I make sure not to look at people because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I just want to say hello. And I don't even want to fucking say hello. I've just decided that I'm going to say hello because we're too impersonal in this society. Everybody walking around with their fucking earbuds on and ignoring people and speaking different languages. So uh, he's approaching me and I'm approaching. And uh, he's a good looking kid. Thin, strapping, baseball hat, 
young man. And I, I, I I'll be honest, good looking, like sandy blonde, fucking surfer hair tossed and fucking blue eyes that I can even see from half a block away. And uh, I'm happy, quite frankly, to be wearing a cock ring at this point. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going to bone this guy. It's a good thing I didn't stare at him. He thought I was going to bend him down and tag him in the ass. All right. Uh, so he's walking. I'm walking. I'm averting my eyes. I'm not looking. I glance up periodically to make sure he's close. And I see where my car is. So I actually kind of adjust my gait to make sure I can say hi to him before I have to veer off to my car. Because now it would be rude to not say hello. Because as he's approaching me and I'm approaching my car, what if he gets right near me and then I just fucking clam up and I turn left, hard left to my car? That would suck because we've been now it's been a block of anticipation of what's going to happen. And then I just fucking diffuse it. And I also don't want to look scared to this motherfucker. I don't want to look like I was scared and I ran away from him. So I'm going to meet his eyes and I'm going to say hello mother, and then fucking get in my car and get out of it. It's like a proud American would. He's walking. I'm walking. He's walking. I'm walking. I'm, I'm carrying my little, uh, little cooler of, of propels and notebooks. And uh, he's approaching. I'm approaching. There's a big fucking tree in my yard. You know what I mean? It's out front. And there's my car. It's under the tree. And you know, I'm, I, but I'm slowing up a little bit to make sure that I can time it to say hello right when I get to my car. Because also, folks, if you know anything about me, you know I have uh, OCD. So I've counted the steps from my house. So uh, I, when I walked in this morning, I knew it was 58 steps from my car to the front gate of my house. So I'm counting the steps. And as I get to like 40, I'm like, oh, I got to slow down because he's not going to get here. And I don't want to hit 58 before he gets here. So I make this arbitration, uh, arbitrary deadline in my head. Uh, yes, it's weird. It's stupid. It's crazy. But at least I acknowledge it. And I know that it's true. Uh, and for all I know, he's counting all his steps. He might even be counting my steps. He might even be going, wow, at the 58th step, he's got to make it left. So I better hustle up there and get a hello. He might know that about me. So uh, I'm walking. I'm at like step 40 and then I kind of slow down a little bit, but not really slow. I don't want to look like I'm slowing down to meet him. And he's walking at a brisk pace and uh, he gets about five steps away from me. And now I'm near the tree. I'm near my car. He's right there. I'm there. And I'm just, I'm going to say hello. It's time to say hello to this guy. This anticipation has built. We have stared at one another for a block. I've averted my eyes, of course, because I didn't want to make him completely uncomfortable, but he knows what he's in for. He sees me coming. He knows I'm just about on step 58. He probably even knows that's my car. He's been casing the joint. This guy has figured me out from the jump and he knows who I am and what I'm driving. But he still wants to get his hello out of it, as far as I know, because he hasn't veered off. He didn't cross the street. I'm certainly not going to cross the fucking street. You're not going to talk me out of a salutation, motherfucker. So uh, he, I'm walking, he's walking, we get close to one another, we're just about two steps away, and I look up, and I go, hello, and he goes, hey, and a bird flies out of the tree right into his fucking head, into his fucking head, right into his head, I looked up, it was that quick, hello, hi, smack, a fucking bird, and it, it tweeted, like it fucking made a tweet noise, like tweet, tweet, smack, and, and it looked like a fucking, we looked like we were on the Gaza Strip, and a rock got thrown across the street and nailed him in the fucking head. A bird. I saw it literally that fucking fast. Hello. Hey. Boom. Tweet, tweet, tweet. And it fucking pirouettes off. He goes down on the fucking ground. His baseball hat flew off. And he's on the ground. He looks like he got killed. And I'm standing there. It happened that fucking fast. Like it was literally high, high. Tweet, tweet. Bam. Down on the ground. And the bird bounces off his head and spins off into the fucking building and smacks like the sound. You know what? Because it's got like that weird like aluminum siding. It sounded like if you threw a tennis ball hard off the side of my fucking building. Like if you were pitching off a garage door like you did when you were a kid. Holy shit. It was the small bird. It wasn't a, thank God it wasn't a crow because this guy's still dead. If it's a crow, this guy's dead and I slink off and leave the body on the goddamn sidewalk. Holy shit.
<laughs> he fucking got nailed. It was gorgeous. It was like a movie. It was like a goddamn movie. I, I My head's down. He's walking. I'm walking. I finally take one step and I look up and I go, hey, what's up? And he goes, hey, dude. Ba- bam! Just It swooped out of the tree. It came flying out of the tree and it hit him right in the side of the head. And he went, his baseball hat flew off. The bird pirouetted into the building and he hits the fucking ground. And I went, oh, dude. Because <laughs> what else do you say? What? I couldn't say anything else at that point. I could have ran. I probably should have ran. <laughs> oh, dude. He got hit by a fucking, like a, just this kamikaze bird. Like, I don't know what the fucking kind of bird it was. I didn't even bother to look. But it, it fucking, tweet, 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 tweet. It like spun off into the fucking building. Smash and hit the ground. And uh, I, I went, oh, dude. And he's laying on the ground. And uh, he stands up. And he's just groggy. And he's got like a cut like on his head from the beak or the fucking feet. I don't know what the hell it was. But, uh, and he stands up. And I go, dude, are you okay? And he goes, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he just grabs his hat and keeps walking. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. Said it twice. I'm fine, I'm fine. Grabs his hat, walks off. <laughs> Leaves me standing there. And I, I just start laughing because the absurdity of seeing this guy get clocked by a fucking bird right in front. I mean, literally a foot in front of me. Hey, what's up? Hey, dude. Bam! <laughs> Tweet, 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 smash down to the ground. Hat flies. His hat flew off. And the thing that drove me crazy, he, he just grabs his hat and he walks off. He, he, he takes off. Listen to me. If you're on the street and you see another guy and you get hit in the head by a fucking bird <laughs> to the point where you leave your feet and you're bleeding, you, you, might, you might have like, you know, sparrow and mouth disease you don't know what the fuck you got now you could have worm bacteria coursing through your head because of the cut how do you not look at me and go can you fucking believe that just happened how do you not have that discussion with me how do you pick up your hat and go on with your day like nothing happened you just got fucking laid low by a goddamn robin an Oriole just burst out and smashed into your temple, knocked you off your feet, knocked you out, laid you on the ground, bleeding, hat flying, and then speared off into the goddamn bed. And you don't want to talk about it? How do you not want to talk about it? I want to talk about it forever. That's why I wanted to talk about it in the beginning of the fucking show. Hey, it just happened to me. It was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen. And I'm like, I got to talk to somebody, anybody. I got to fucking talk to somebody about this, but I couldn't open the show with that. Do you see now why I couldn't open the show with that? How the fuck do you top a guy getting a finch in the head? You can't. That guy took a grouse to the temple. Holy shit, are you kidding me? That guy got fucking American Eagle right in front of me, knocked to his feet. Oh, dude. Well, it just how do you not want to talk to me about it? What do you do? You grab your hat and you walk up embarrassed? Don't be embarrassed. This is something we need to share for the rest of our lives. We knew we need to exchange email addresses and write each other on this date every year forward. This is the day the birds fought back. And you were a victim, and I saw it, and we shared it. Who are you going to tell about this now? You have to share this with me. Why the fuck are you leaving? God damn it, stay here. And that's expecting a lot, because he didn't even want to say hello to me. All right? I fucking buffaloed that guy into a hello. But then I saw him get laid low by a goddamn egret. 
Oh man, I guess he was embarrassed. But what are you embarrassed about, man? That I that did he think I summoned it? Maybe he thinks I'm the one who's responsible. Maybe he thinks I have I have unholy powers over falcons all over the fucking universe, and I can summon them to hit some hipster in the head in front of my building. <laughs> Maybe that's why he shoveled off. He's like, holy shit, what's next? <laughs> this guy attacked me with a fucking owl. What the fuck? What's next? I don't know what this guy's going to bring forth from this unholy tree in front of his goddamn apartment building. I'm writing this movie. I am. I'm writing this movie. It's going to be called The 58th Step. I actually think that's in Leviticus 11.14 too. The 58th Step. On the 58th Step, he brought forward an ostrich to wreak havoc on the public. <laughs> So take that, folks. If you see me walking down the fucking street, be prepared to say hello to me and my winged friends. Because I bring death from on high. <laughs> you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can go be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can uh, write a note to our friend Lily Von Stupp here. You can follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Lily Von Stupp. You can be her friend at facebook.com slash Lily Von Stupp. And uh, you can, oh, our friend David Hernandez, if you want to go to my page and go to Mike Schmidt Incorporated, you can find David Hernandez who does all the artwork and the music for the show. Be his friend through my page at Facebook. And if you want to write Lily a personal note, maybe a, maybe a nine paragraph note about something that she doesn't care about. <laughs> And that she will then answer you in kind. You can write her a note at lily at burlesque411.com. That's lily, L-I-L-I, at burlesque411.com. Zazzle.com slash 40-year-old boy. Please buy all his stuff. You know, what you know what I forgot to say when I was telling the burn story? And I thought about it and I, I got run into the ending. I, I wish... I wish I could see what people seeing it from like windows or from a porch <laughs> thought because there's no way they saw the bird. The bird was too small. I mean, it was like, it was that. So literally you just see two guys walking and then I, you just see me look up and him go down. <laughs> like, you know what? It was like scanners. Like I was going to make his fucking head explode. Like I just made him drop to his knees by looking up. I, I just wish I would have been a person in one of the windows looking out and seen the guy hit the fucking ground. Oh, God damn it. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went I uh, I went over to see the bird and the bird was just he was like doing circles yeah he, he was all fucked up because I mean, like, he, he ping ponged off that guy's head into the building he had his fucking tiny bird brain scrambled uh, you know what am I going to do nurse him to health fuck that that bird I should have I owe him I owe that bird <laughs> he made my life he laughed my ass off uh, and then and then I got in the car and I called Karen and I said you're not going to believe this and I told her the whole story and she's like yeah that's great <laughs> Wait a minute. No, no, you don't understand. He got it blasted by a bird. This guy was down on the ground bleeding. It was fucking hysterical. She's like, oh, okay. I said, all right, well, I'll talk to you later. She goes, are you going to tell that story in the podcast? And uh, I didn't want to go, what do you think? So I went, why? Is it funny? Should I? And uh, she goes, yeah, you should. It's really funny. And I'm like, oh, okay. So there you go, folks. But I wanted it. Now, you see why I didn't open with that? I couldn't tell that story in the beginning of the show. Lily still thinks I could have. I don't think I could have followed that. I tell that story and then I start talking about low ends nipples and you're all like, you turn your radio off uh, or you, un you yank the cord unceremoniously out of your iPod <laughs> vagina and my voice no longer resounds throughout your vehicle. 
Want to remind you folks about the Monday Night Tees show every Monday night at Santa Monica and Vine. The Three Clubs is the name of the bar. Uh, but at that night, it's not a bar. It's a show place for the Monday Night Tees show. Uh, it is. It's a fantastic show place. That's, yeah, jazz hands. We're, we're required. My hands are full, though. Uh, go there and see fantastic shows. Are hosted and produced. Some t- oh, sometimes hosted, always produced by our friend Lily von Stupp. Hey, Lily. Yes, Michael. Who is there next week? Oh my God, the King of TV is hosting. Wait a minute. Is this the ass scene on TV show? It is. It is. That's an see what an extra S does for you folks. <laughs> an extra S makes uh, makes funny profanity. So uh, <laughs> ass scene on TV hosted by Paul Goebel, our yes, friend, the King of TV. That's good news. And who's dancing in said show? Who isn't? We got two chicks from Australia coming over to do AbFab. Whoa, that's I awesome. Isa LaVamp is doing uh, her Marge Simpson for us. It's Isa LaVamp? Yes. I always thought it was Isa LaVamp yeah. because it would be like, you know, like Isa. Isa in charge here. Like Isa, you know what I mean? Like Isa LaVamp. No, huh? Isa? <laughs> I don't understand Isa LaVamp. Well, that's just me. Okay. Okay. Uh, that those names I understand. They're doing their little house on the prairie oh. number, which is oh Nellie and Laura Ingalls fighting it off. Isabella oh, sort of looks like Laura Ingalls. She does. Yeah, yeah. Really frightening. Indeed, she it's does. Really, really frightening. I like uh, Isabella. It's a great show. We put the boob in the boob tube and. Uh, oh, look at that! Oh. Are you involved? Are you dancing or I just am, producing? I am doing pickup, <clears throat> and I have not yet decided if I will be dressed as Alice. Oh. Or Hazel. Oh, one of the two, eh? All right, I like it. Uh, wait a minute, which Alice? From the Brady Bunch. Oh, I thought Alice from Alice. Linda oh, Lavin. Oh, I could do that That's too. what I'm saying. You, you go flow with a crazy oh beehive. God, that would be funny. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Dingy. You could be Dingy. You could be Vera. And then Eddie could be Vic Tayback, and he could yell at you and hit a spatula with a bell. Uh, so go to the Monday Night Tees. <laughs> Again, every Monday night at the Three Clubs on Santa Monica and Vine, 10 o'clock p.m. But this particular week, as seen on TV with our good friend, Paul Goble, the king of TV, in the hosting chair. And uh, I'm assuming he'll dress up as the king of TV. He is. Good for him. He is. He'll be singing. Uh, folks, we should edit that out so people come. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Paul Goble will be there. It'll be fantastic. Go to the, check out that show. Uh, as I mentioned, you can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can go to facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy and be my friend. Uh, as I've mentioned many times... Folks, on those uh, pages, on Facebook.com, you'll find pages of people who want to bring me to their town. A lot of people want to bring me to their town. People who are my friends on Facebook and also people who aren't my friends. They just want me to come to town so they can boo me. I think that's odd. Seems strange. But that's fine. I don't care if you bring me to your town to boo me. As long as you pay me, I guess I don't care. Uh, But there are people who start Bring Mike 2 pages. There's Bring Mike 2, you know, Indianapolis is in the works. Minneapolis is in the works. They just started a Milwaukee page. Uh, the Chicago page went live last week. I'm excited about that. Um, folks, I'm going to, there's a, there's right now there's an, I think in a, well, let me think. I think there's 15 pages now of bring me to your town. Um, what's now it's going to drive me crazy. What's the phrase I'm looking for in something of 15 in order of 15, like, you know, there's, it means more than, but it's a fancy way to say more than. In excess of. There are in excess of 15. I think that's what I'm looking for, but it could be wrong. <laughs> Write me, folks. Send, send me a picture of you wearing a neoprene cock. Yeah, exactly. Let's do all that. Write me about everything. Um, but I'm going to say this now, and I don't mean it to be mean, and I hope it doesn't come off as mean, but I have to tell you, folks, we are not starting any more Bring Mike 2 pages. 
because I don't think I can support them uh, pu- publicity-wise. Every Let's put it this way. Every Wednesday night, I sit down, and I, I write the email blast, and then I try to refresh the links for the pages, and then they all get lost. Like I mean, the Kansas City page is great, and then I'll put it up there, and then it gets buried by Boston and Cleveland and Chicago, and they all fall underneath. So right now, I've got about 15 active pages to bring me to, uh, like I said, Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Kansas City, Chicago, Indianapolis, Minneapolis, uh, and others. Uh, there's going to be, because someone wants to start, a guy just wrote me and he said, hey, I want to start a Fresno page. And a guy wants to start a Peoria page, KC, our friend KC and Drift, those guys down there. And um, so I've started to look into grouping. Like and there's a might be a Madison page as well. So Madison, Wisconsin. So I was like, well, if there's a Milwaukee and a Madison page, I wonder if enough people will see me in both cities that I can come to town for a weekend and make the plane fare work. Um, the point is I want to start doing the live show a lot more. I, I mean, I don't want to just be doing this once a month, but you know, once I get enough people and then I can find a venue, it's tricky. And I don't know if I'm being able to devote enough time, uh, with as many pages as there are. Uh, the New York page is really looking like it's going to happen. So uh, right now, let's not start any more pages. I mean, I've talked to people at Madison and Peoria. If you guys want to start those pages, go ahead because we've discussed it already, but I'm saying, and someone just started a London page and that's the thing. I love the idea of a London page. I loved the Australia pages. I love the Ireland page. But, I mean, unfortunately, they're pipe dreams. I would love to come there and do that, but you're not going to get enough people to see me. To, I mean, I'd have to go a thousand bucks out of pocket just to fucking come, and I'm never going to make that back. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. The point is I need to do the shows here that I can do to get myself known and start doing festivals, and then people will know who I am, and then I can come to your town, and then you can all pay to see me. That'll be fantastic. So I'm going to have to put a hold on the on the bring mic. And look, I can't stop you. If you want to fucking bring mic two pages, go ahead. I'm just saying please don't be upset if I can't constantly refresh all of the links and devote everything I can to getting them uh you know let's put it if you want to start a bring mic two page you got to be prepared to kind of do a little of the work you know and that's that's awesome i really appreciate you guys doing it and there are people looking for venues in indianapolis and minneapolis you know john in minneapolis and uh david in uh indianapolis who started that page and then jeremy stepped up with some venues um you know the reason seattle happened so quickly is because the seattle page started a guy got a hold of me with a venue i contacted the venue they wrote me right back and we were able to book it it happened that quick. And now I'm just hoping I can sell enough tickets to do Seattle. I think I will. We'll see. Um, but anyway, the bottom line is if you start the page, if you can dig for venues and let me know all that, I can contact the venues and we can go from there. But I, I really need ideas. We can't just start a page and go, wouldn't it be great if Mike came here? You can, but unfortunately I can't devote everything I, I want to to making those pages happen. So that's all. And this is morose and fucking long and I, I wish a bird would have flown into my face while I was saying it. <laughs> would have made that infinitely more interesting. Uh, so, uh, the bottom line is I will tell you that Seattle is happening July 8th at the rendezvous theater. There is a page, a link on my Facebook page. You can go to brownpapertickets.com and just search for, uh, the 40 year old boy or success is not an option or search for Mike Schmidt. Tickets are on sale for Seattle, uh, July 8th at the rendezvous theater. That's a Friday. I can also tell you tickets are still on sale because I am definitely coming to Austin, Texas. Uh, last week I mentioned that there was going to be, you know, I wasn't sure if I could make it. And, uh, thankfully we sold some tickets. I, I wouldn't say a lot, but we sold some, which was great. And it was enough to make me go, you know what? I can't not come now. I really, cause I really want to go. I want to go to these places, but it's just, you know, it looked like I was going to lose 600 bucks. That's kind of a drag, but, uh, enough people stepped up to where it looks like the trip will be viable and maybe I can at least break even. Who knows? We can sell more tickets this week. That'd be great. Uh, but everybody who's written me and everybody's very cool. So that's at the cold town theater, 
June 3rd in Austin, Texas. The show's at 7 o'clock p.m., okay? Uh, you can go to the Cold Town website at liveatcoldtown.com. Uh, it's town with an E. Uh, and I will also tell you, I don't think my show's on their website because somebody wrote me and they go, hey, man, they didn't list your show. But that's okay. I, I, I handle all the ticket sales myself. Why the fuck should they promote me? They don't, you know what I mean? They don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm t- getting all the money I paid for the theater. Who cares? So uh, it was nice of Nick to step up. Nick Ramirez. And also that night, there's another show uh, and I'm doing stand-up after my regular one man. So I'll do the one man and then I'll hang around and then I'll do stand-up and then maybe someone can take me out for some Austin barbecue or something because I'll hang out with somebody or I'll just go to my hotel room and cry. I don't know. We'll see. It all depends on how it goes. Uh, it's a good choice. I can either go to barbecue with a stranger or I can go home and go to the room and cry. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to barbecue and cry. Why wouldn't that work? So Friday, June 3rd, uh, 7 o'clock at the Cold Town Theater. Again, you can go to Brown Paper Tickets and find tickets for Austin. Uh, you can find tickets for Seattle. And uh, why don't I go ahead and mention this, folks. If you go to Brown Paper Tickets right now, you can find tickets for Mike Schmidt in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What? That's right. Mike Schmidt is coming to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Success is Not an Option Tour makes a stop at the Plays and Players Theater on July 29th. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I think the show is going to be at 8 o'clock. I haven't figured it all out yet. Right, All the information will be on the Brown Paper Tickets page, which will be up tonight. Uh, well, tonight, Wednesday, but tomorrow morning, Thursday, by the time you hear this, it'll be live. Uh, I, I, and there's some things i got to cover here. First of all, when I come east, when I come to New York, when I come to, uh, and by east, I mean anywhere uh, east of Los Angeles. Um <laughs> You know, Phoenix, I'll tell you what, Phoenix worked and Portland worked uh, to have $15 tickets. San Francisco as well, because I could drive to San Francisco, flew to Portland, flew to Phoenix fairly cheap. Uh, airfare is prohibitive, as I found out for Austin. That was one of the reasons why Austin turned into such a fucking nightmare. Uh, finding cheap tickets is a, is a chore and a stretch. Uh, tickets are going to be $20 when I come east. If I go to Philadelphia, if I go to New York, even, i got to be honest, Chicago, Minneapolis, any, all of those places, because... Uh, it costs more for me to fly and it costs more for me to come out there. So I have to charge a, a kind of a premium on tickets. New York might even be more. I, I don't think it will be, but it might be depending on the theater and what it costs and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I can tell you the tickets for Philadelphia are going to be $20. They're on sale now at brownpapertickets.com. And uh, I have to ask you to buy tickets. That would be great because it would be cool if this worked. Uh <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to come to Philadelphia and play for nine people. I mean, I, I just, and I will tell you this too, um, I'm going to be there for three days. Uh, I'm coming to town Thursday. I'm doing the show Friday. I'm staying Saturday and I'm flying home Sunday because I'm going to see the Phillies play the Giants on Thursday and I'm going to see the Phillies play the Pirates on Saturday. And I might stick around and see the Phillies play the Pirates on Sunday. I don't know. Not sure. Uh, if anybody is interested in uh, in going to games or hanging out i'm interested i gotta be honest i'm coming to town for three days to have fun so you guys want to bring me to get pats bring me to Geno's, go to the phillies hang out with me and if you don't who the fuck cares i don't care i'm coming to town to do the show on friday and make it the best goddamn fucking show that i possibly can i'm coming to philadelphia because i've never fucking been there and i'm coming to see the phillies because i have never been in that park i've seen the phillies in 10 different parks across this united states but never in their hometown and i can't wait to go half the battle for me is coming to town and seeing the phillies i gotta be honest friday or thursday and saturday the show will be fucking amazing but thursday and saturday are why i'm coming to town 
down. I'm gonna be honest. So tickets will be twenty bucks. The tickets are available at Brown Paper Tickets. Uh, and if you want to go to playsandplayers.org, that's their theater. Um, <clears throat> I haven't written back with them yet. I have the contract I got from them, but I don't know yet if they're gonna put me on the website. If they have or they haven't, uh, I'll write uh, them back tonight and figure it out. But either way, you can go to my Facebook page. You can go to the Bring Mike to Philadelphia page for any updates, and you can go to Brown Paper Tickets and buy tickets. And why not do that? And also buy Seattle tickets and uh, buy Austin tickets. Those are still. Uh, not moving or <laughs> at the pace I would want them to. But if you want to buy Austin tickets, that'd be great. Come out and see me in Austin. That's June 3rd. And, uh, and who knows? If you like me so much in Austin, you'll be like, fuck, I got to fly to Seattle and then fly to Philadelphia. <laughs> Why not? I'm great. Uh, so go ahead and check me out at those live shows. That'd be fantastic. Also, I want to tell you that I'll be back here uh, at Meltdown Comics doing the Battleship Retention live comedy show on June 4th. That's a Saturday night. I'm in Austin June 3rd and then flying back and doing a show June 4th right here at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. Go ahead and do, uh, I think you can go to battleshipretention.com. Uh, Maybe they have a website. If you go to meltdown.com, you can find the tickets there. Uh, but tickets are always available, so go ahead and check those out. Uh, I think I told you I will be doing the Dork Forest podcast with Jackie Cation. And I wrote her like a fucking nine page note about what I'm a dork about. I'm like, none of this works. And she wrote me back and she was very nice. And she's like, no, this will work. So, uh, which is not what she actually she wrote. Uh, this is awesome. So I'm like, all right. So uh, hopefully it's awesome. We'll see. Jackie will make it awesome. And uh, her, me and her, she's got a, another comic on there as well. Who's a guest this week, a guy named Michael from New York, whose name, I don't know, his last name, never met him. But uh, hopefully he's funny. <laughs> hopefully he and Jackie are funny and then I can just kind of wing around and do nothing, uh, which I am best at. As I've as evidenced by this show, when Lily thinks I should have told just one story and then left. <laughs> See, if I'd have told one story, we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this. Fuck, these plugs are longer than one story. I know you're making an I know face. All right. Uh, hey, don't forget to go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers. And that's M-I-C-A-H-M-Y-E-R-S for comic book wallets. Uh, they're only three bucks. Go ahead and buy all of them. Get one Get one of each, for Christ's sake, and pass them out to homeless people. How great would that be? Uh, look, if there's a homeless dude outside of 7-Eleven, he's like, hey, you got any change? You go, yeah. You hand him 65 cents, and he busts out a fucking Iron Man wallet and throws it in there? <laughs> Holy shit, that's awesome. And as a matter of fact, just buy the wallets just so you can hand those out to homeless people instead of money. Although that seems like then you're mocking the guy at that point. Hey, man, can I get some change? No, but here's a wallet to keep your non-existent money in. Ha <laughs> ha! And by the way, did you notice? It's got a picture of Richie Rich on it. <laughs> He's a rich little kid and you're not. Fuck you, homeless dude. Take this wallet. <laughs> and blame Etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers for mocking you in your homelessness. I just thought of Richie Rich on the fly there. Goddamn, that was great. All right. Uh, <laughs> so remember, go there and buy all the $3 wallets. And maybe I'll talk to him about doing a 40-year-old boy wallet at some point. That seems to make sense. I got to talk to Max, though. Max is the art guy. I don't even know if our stuff's on paper. He might just be drawing it in the air. He might draw, he might draw all of our paintings on iPads. I have no idea. Uh, so go ahead and check out the uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash Micah Myers and pick up a $3 uh, comic book wallet to remind you of the time that Robin's father died. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can also go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com and go to the uh, all, there's all sorts of pages to visit there go look at the gallery page the fun page the back after this page with new artwork if you go to the Joe Business page you can find the downloads on there and uh, we're selling the downloads of year one year two and year three of this show which are of course the Fellowship of the Schmidt the Two Schmitties and Return of the Schmidt and if you want to buy all of them together and save a little money go ahead and buy the Lord of the Schmidt that's right it's all three of them and that's fucking six gigs of stuff I have to send you and you download. I don't know if anybody has six gigs of room for me, but that's fine. Six gigs of me. That's what I should have called the set. 
Uh, so click on downloads on the Joe business page and you'll go ahead and pick those up if you want to get a light box and click what you want. Uh, also, there's links to the Zazzle store there, all the Zazzle store stuff that you could possibly want, mouse pads and shirts and all sorts of cool stuff. And uh, also there's the link on there for tweakedaudio.com slash 40 where you can go ahead and buy a, uh, a set of earbuds, which are amazing. Don't buy the wood ones, though. As I've mentioned, I think they're temporarily out of stock, uh, but there's all sorts of different colors. There's like 41 different colors and a bunch of different styles. And uh, and if you're so inclined, go ahead and pick up a cock ring with a watch on it. Go ahead and find a cock ring that tells time. They got plenty of them, although they might be sold out because they sent me 8,000. <laughs> Literally backed up a pickup truck and dumped them on me. Uh, so go ahead and find the tweakedaudio.com on the Joe Business page. Click that link. And also, if you want to donate to the show, folks, several options available there. Uh, on every page of the MikeSchmidtComedy.com website, up in the upper left-hand corner, there's a little Schmitty with his pocket out. Click on him. You're going to get a little light box. And the light box will give you several options, one of which is to make a one-time donation, which is always appreciated. Thank you very much. Or, if you want, now you can subscribe to the show. You can contribute $2 a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. Uh, I will tell you this, when people make a purchase, I'm usually contacted. I, I, they let me know when people make a purchase of the download sets or people make, and I, I'm, I send them a thank you. I like to thank everybody who donates. I thank everybody who makes that. Uh, the people who are subscribing, I'm going to thank you here because enough people have subscribed now that to get their emails and then have to write them. And uh, it just seems it's, it's arduous. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I got, I got far too much time on my hands watching guys get attacked by, by fucking uh, starlings. <laughs> I saw a guy get a starling in the eye. Uh, so I, I just want to thank anybody who subscribes. You're really cool, and I appreciate it very much. You can subscribe, like I said, $2 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, and uh, and that's fantastic. I really appreciate it. It supports the show, supports Lily Von Stupp, supports David Hernandez, supports me, everybody at Mike Schmidt uh, Incorporated. Uh, and if you want to donate, uh, I will go ahead and uh, mention it on the show if you want me to. I don't have to, uh, but I like to because I like people to know who's donated to the show. And if you want me to say your full name on the show, you can go ahead and contact me and tell me to do that with a follow-up email. Uh, but if you've donated in the show, I'll mention it. People like Andrew Miller Graphics. Ooh. He didn't tell me to say his full name. I hope it's not a problem. <laughs> but I just said it because I figured I couldn't say Andrew MG. That would make no sense. <laughs> so I'm going to note Andrew Miller Graphics donated to the show. Our friend Cameron M. This was his second donation to the show. Cameron M. Also, Justin M., this was Justin's second donation, and it was uh, a ludicrous amount, and I want to thank him so much for that. Thank you. And uh, Jamie D., this was Jamie D.'s first uh, uh, donation to the show. So Andrew Miller Graphics, Cameron M., Justin M., and Jamie D., thank you so much for donating. And if you want to donate, again, click on the link, and I will go ahead and mention it here. And if you want me to say your full name, write me, unless you're Andrew Miller Graphics, in which case I'll just fucking give up your whole name for no reason. I'll just cough it up. Uh, so I've covered everything except something I want to cover now, and this is going to be weird. Uh, but uh, I have to cover it because I, I'm a weird dude. Um, earlier today, uh, I, I happened to be on Facebook this morning before I went to sleep, and uh, our friend Chris R., Chris Roswood, who uh, sponsored the Portland trip, he, he and Todd Rush and Rich Galvin did a lot toward getting me to Portland, and I appreciated it. Um, but Chris on his page, his Facebook page, just had a he had a link to YouTube and it said, read this kid, this kid's profile. So I clicked on it uh, because I'm a sheep and uh, it opened up and uh, I watched the video at first and cried watching the video because I'm a sap. I'm not going to lie to you folks. And then I read the profile. All right. There's a kid on YouTube. Uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it. He's in a hospital. 
He's been in his hospital his whole life. And he has autism. He's blind in one eye. He has a cataract in the other. Uh, he's hooked up to all this weird medical equipment. He, he, he's got braces on top of every fucking, everything else. The kid's got braces. Um, but he wanted people to watch him on YouTube. Like he, he was, and not like in a weird, like, oh my God, please watch me. But just, uh, he had in his profile, uh, I read his profile and I was, again, folks, I'm an idiot. I was sobbing. I couldn't, I, because I'm, because reading it uh, and watching the video, in the, the, the video that I watched is, uh, he's saying thank you. And it's only like a minute and a half. And what it is, is somebody got a hold of him and or his name and started it on Facebook and then started it on Twitter and it, they put it on Reddit and people started to subscribe to his YouTube channel and watch his videos. And he couldn't believe it. He went to bed and he only had like 400 people who subscribed. When he woke up in the morning, it was at 1,800. And by the time I had gotten there, it was at like 4,800. Uh, and he was going crazy. Like he, he, was, he was happier in this video than I've ever been in my entire life for anything. And, I, you know, when I say he's going crazy, he wasn't doing cartwheels, uh, you know, because, I mean, he's in a chair. Like, I can't do fucking cartwheels. I mean, honestly, he's blind. He'd fucking run into a goddamn wall. We don't want that happening. Uh, but he was, you know what? He wasn't selfish, happy. He was going, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And he, he was like, it, it was, it, I'm 43 years old. It was my 43 Christmases. In a minute and a half. It, he was that happy. And then I read his profile and he's, uh, he's just been, he, I will say this. He never said anything about his parents, which kind of, I found a little disturbing and odd. Like maybe they're not around. I don't know. I don't know if he's in a lab. I don't know if they grew him from a fucking dish. I got no idea. All I know is he, he's 19, but he's only like three. He's tiny. Because he's got every disease you could ever possibly have. He has uh, the, the nasal passages of like a newborn. And uh, so he has to have all of these procedures. I mean, I, the kid, he's had like a thousand surgeries. I mean, I, like, I don't even know how you could endure. And he does. And not only does he endure, he endures with a smile and he's happy. And the only thing he wants, and he, he wasn't even trolling for like viewers. He even, he just wrote, I'm starting a YouTube page because I don't want to be forgotten. I don't want... And I don't want to be one of those people who in three years, there's only like a hundred people. He goes, so if you see this and you want to subscribe, that'd be great. Like he wasn't overt about it. He wasn't a cock. Uh, well, he wasn't a cock. He's a, he's a kid with autism and no eyes. How could he be a fucking cock? Jesus Christ. Stop. Learn to talk. Talk like a normal human being, you asshole. So I, I read the profile. He's 19. He's graduated high school. And uh, he sees... Uh, he sees sounds as colors. He has a special, uh, like a, a weird uh, neurological disorder that he, he says the, the ping of my uh, uh, oxygen machine is, is this color. And he will tell you exactly everything he sees has a color in his, that's what he sees. Uh, which, oh my God, makes me want to, I want him to hear this show. I want him. <laughs> I hope I'm green. God, I hope I'm green. I would love so desperately for him to hear this show. Uh, but he's 19 and he loves music. He, uh, at his high school graduation, he played Mozart on the violin for the entire class and got a standing ovation. Like he's, 
again, he's done more in his his shortened, truncated, living in a fucking hospital bed life than I've ever done in 43 years. I mean, all I do is talk. I've said that a million times. And to see someone so marginalized and so set back by life and nature and and not let it bother him in the least, uh, I was couldn't I, I was overwhelmed. Uh, and so if we can all go to youtube.com slash user slash ventilator 98 V E N T I L A T O R. And then the number nine, eight youtube.com slash user slash ventilator 98. Now look, you don't have to write a comment. You don't have to buy anything from this kid. He said he was, uh, he needs some machine and he, but he has no PayPal set up for it. He has, he just mentioned it in his thing. I need this. It's like some, again, a machine that uses every letter of the fucking alphabet as an anagram. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what it would do for him. I don't know if it would give him an eye, if it would help him breathe. It would, I, I don't fucking know, but he, he needed it, but it, he dropped it in the middle of his thing. Like he wasn't like, please send me money for this. It was just like, yeah, I need one of these two. Uh, hey it was unbelievable. What are you doing? Are you watching something? That's okay. That's not him. No, I know. <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash user slash ventilator98. Again, you don't have to give money. You don't even have to leave comments. If you just wanted to subscribe to his channel on YouTube uh, and just build his numbers up, I, I think he would be happy with that. And again, he couldn't get much happier. I mean, I saw him this morning and I was watching him and he was so overwhelmed and astonished at the numbers that had climbed. And, uh, and he's talking and he was, he was trying to show, he showed you, I mean, he's in this, the guy lives in it. He's the boy in the plastic bubble, literally like he's, he's the kid in the plastic bubble and all he wants is the outside world to notice him. And I got to tell you on a primal level, I think everybody listening to this, and I can certainly tell you everybody speaking this knows exactly what he's saying. All he wants to do is be noticed. And he doesn't want to be forgotten. And and I think we can make sure, even if fucking 10 of you go, I don't care. You don't have to. You don't, it doesn't matter. But if you go to YouTube.com slash user slash Ventilator98 uh, and just subscribe to his channel. You don't have to watch his videos. You don't have to send him a note. Uh, you don't have to send me a note. You know what? Send him. Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and buy him a $3 wallet. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to show him we really care about him. This kid is on the outs. He's fucking living in a hotel room. God knows. He's not in a hotel room. He's in a hospital room. But God knows he needs a wallet. He needs a wallet. But you know what? Get him a wallet with like the, uh, like Darth Vader on it. Because you know what? His head, he kind of, he looks like uh, when they took Darth Vader's helmet off after Luke killed him. He sort of looked like that kind of. So maybe we get him like a Darth, you know what? Let's build him a Darth Vader suit. So he can go ahead and have like a, uh, and he can actually walk around and uh, he won't be evil. He'll be like a happy Darth Vader. He'll be awesome. When he shows up and he does that thing with his hand, you won't choke. A smile will just fall on your face. stupid enough 
to think that when people listen to me and they listen to the show, they should take my honesty and go, oh, wow, how refreshing his, his unvarnished honesty is. And uh, the fact that he's willing to have a scorched earth policy and have no friends or no fucking future is so refreshing and great. But then they'll say to me, hey, do you need somebody raped with a snake? I go, yes, I do. Done. They'll take care of it for me. Thanks, snake rape. Oh, no one listens to show, bro. Wonder why. Wonder why no one listens to show, bro. I don't want to listen to show, bro. Please. Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it!